0: Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are y'all doing tonight on this fair Wednesday afternoon? I hope everyone's doing well. I hope my computer's doing well. I hope all the apps that this place is supposed to be running on are doing well. But we'll find out as the night goes on. How's everyone doing tonight? My name is Mr. C, and I'm your host tonight for the C Report, coming to you live on multiple platforms, I think, But I could be wrong about that. We'll find out in just a minute. God knows that we love suspense here at the Sea Report. Here, let me go ahead and do some things real quick for you all, just to make sure things are going as they're supposed to be going, because you know what? That will dictate which way this show will go for the night. How about that? What do you think about that, ladies and gentlemen? I hope you think kindly of it. All right, let me get myself set up here. There we go. All right. Ah, no, 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 no. Okay, all right. Hold on. (laughs) Maybe it's a good thing that things are not going the way they should be going. Okay, there we go. That should be
1: better. Okay, all right, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. Uh, Indeed. Hello, hello. Okay, I just... uh, (laughs) And just please to comment over there at the Foxhole. I hope things are going over okay over there at the Foxhole app. They are circling uh, irrefutably, where, from my point of view. But I uh, hopefully things are going better for you guys. Um, I do have. Uh, we are alive, also on Twitch, and also <laughs> just be. Yes, the sexy voice was in the house, and now it's gone. I mean, we can do that voice modulation. (laughs) We can do that voice modulation uh, forever if you guys want. If you guys prefer the deeper voice of Mr. C, we can do that for sure. That's not a problem. Um, uh, Okay, so however, guys, well, we'll work on that. You know, it seems to be a thing that comes up, but it has something to do with my computer system, not with the hardware I have as far as the uh, vocals go, the microphone, the sound box, all that stuff. That's good. It's my computer system. We'll figure it out. I was working on it today and yesterday, but we will get that going. (laughs) We will all just be, I like my normal voice too, (laughs) but uh, we'll work on that. We'll get that fixed. I promise you guys, because after all, if I'm going to be having some, you know, big time guys on this show, we need to make sure we got some big time quality, but that's on my end. Uh, my computer, I don't know. I, I'll have to get with my tech guy. I was actually planning on getting with my tech guy again, but I had some errands I had to run this morning slash afternoon. So I wasn't able quite to dedicate the time to that, but it's coming, guys. It's coming. I'm glad you guys are getting something over there on the Foxhole app uh give me a good strong five by five if everything is going uh swimmingly over at the foxhole because i am seeing nothing but circle pinwheels like i'm getting hypnotized over here if you know what i mean hey aurelius locks good to see you we also had what g Ziana zianna was number one in the room today welcome Ziana. am i saying your name right zianna is it Ziana or xena please clarify. So this way I can call you by your correct pronunciation. Uh, But yes, good to have you guys in the chat today already, and good to have you guys back on the show. Uh, We have, uh, well, you know, uh, the title of the show today is a state's right to decertify. So yes, I mean, we're not going to just be talking about the state's rights to decertify today, obviously. But thank you, one, two, three, SKG. Thank you, Aurelis. Thank you, Just Be My Sweet. But obviously, you know, uh, we have we have a few other uh, news items to um, commentate on for tonight, so that should be pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, some good news coming in the regards to the state's rights to decertify. Now, just so you guys know, I did put into some calls you know, for some people that could clarify this for me. Some people who are on the ground, some people who know what they're talking about. Uh, I'm waiting yet to hear back from them. And you know what? By the time that I figured out exactly what the heck is going on, well, everyone else already did. So, you know, who knows? Maybe some of these individuals will come onto the show and uh, they'll, talk with, uh, they'll talk with you all. They'll talk with myself. Uh, I let them know that you guys are raving fans of them. Although I'm sure that that has nothing to do with whether or not they would come on the show. It's all about spreading the truth of what's going on and the passion and the fire in their heart for this country. So that's one thing right there, for sure, for a fact. But we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. If, uh, you know, I'm still I'm still working my took us off to try and bring you guys uh, some guests on the show uh, that would, uh, you know, would be I, well, for me, it would be worthwhile for <laughs> For me, it would be worthwhile to speak with these people because not only will that be firsthand information, uh, but that would that would also be uh, a clarification of some of the things that are going on in this crazy mess called the United States of America at this point in time, because after all, there's so there is indeed so much going on for all of us to try and keep up with it. Well, you know how it goes. Joy for Trump. Good to see you. It is, in fact, Zena. <laughs> Thank you. I, I kept saying, Zena. I kept saying it's probably it would be pronounced Ziana if there were two N's. That was my first instinct. Do you see why I say to follow your gut, ladies and gentlemen? Because <laughs> my butt, my gut, my butt, my gut, <laughs> my gut said Ziana. Zia. I mean, Zena. No, wait. My gut said Ziana, if there's two ends, and I still did not listen to my gut. Jeez, Louise, thank you for gifting the can. Just be early on, uh, keeping me nice and hydrated. I always appreciate it. You know, um, Just V said she had the death circle intermittently. Uh, I was having some. Um, I was having some operational, operational blessings. Uh, to borrow a phrase, uh, in regards to uh, uh, the Foxhole and Pill dot net today, but you know what? That's just what you got to do sometimes. Uh, we'll keep streaming. We will keep streaming regardless of whether or not the uh, chat is allowing us to be on or not. Look, I'll pop that there on the. And you guys know that I don't like to advertise other. Um, I don't like to advertise other platforms that don't mean much to me. Uh, because you guys are not on those platforms. That's why I'm saying that. Now, somehow, for example, like on my uh, my Twitch account, the subscribership keeps going up, and even though I only have nothing but trolls who visit me over there on Twitch, but you know what? That's all good. And you know, I thought, well, maybe the trolls are subscribing to me at Twitch because they want to know when I go live, so they control me. So I've started banning some of these trolls, right? And, and not just because, I mean, I don't mind trolls. You know, as you guys know, I can handle a troll. I can handle a troll like nobody's business. All you have to do is be civil. All you have to do is speak to them intelligibly and they cannot take it because they're expecting you to get emotional like they would and to react and to get aggressive and to get negative. That's not my style, I mean, you'd think these people who troll me long enough would know that, right? Uh, but so I started blocking some of these trolls and lo and behold, my uh, subscription, sub- subscribership, my my fo- following, following, I do this a lot, don't I, guys? I use the air bunnies a lot. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they, hasn't gone down. So I was like, okay, cool. That's rad. So uh, thank you everyone who is subscribed on Twitch. Now I would definitely say In the event that a platform like the Foxhole or Pilled go down, then uh, you can always hop over to Twitch or Trovo. And if you have an account at Twitch or Trovo, I would recommend to follow. I don't like using the word follow. I will use the word subscribe. Although on a platform like Twitch, if you subscribe, that means you're paying for something. Well, you're not gonna pay for anything from the C report. I will never charge you guys to listen to the C-Report, not even past broadcasts, no, never, ever, ever, as they say in Spanish, nunca, never, okay, I will never, uh, never charge you guys to listen to any of the content that I have available to you all, and I will never charge you to listen to the podcasts either. Now, what I will say in regards to the podcasts and uh, the last couple of days, I've gone on a downloading stream because uh, the podcasts, well, I need to catch up with my anchor account here. Let me pop it up on there. Okay. So on the podcast side, uh, that's, uh, the, the address is now on the screen. That is anchor.fm slash the C report. Um, it, I will never charge you guys to hear past podcasts, but if you would rather listen because it's a past podcast uh, or a past live stream, then you can definitely hop over to anchor.fm. And, uh, that's always a great place. So in the next few days, I will be updating all, I mean, I'm about, I'm almost 10 episodes behind, on anchor.fm and what i'm trying to do right now is i'm trying to decide if i should upload other content so i don't know what do you guys think Uh, i like that aurelius lock join me join me yes join me (laughs) join me at twitch in this fine fight for america no so yeah well yes yes not no but yes yes indeed uh what i will say ladies and gentlemen is like on anchor.fm if any of you guys have ever tuned into the podcast version of my show at anchor.fm there's like this funny little like advertisement. It's an advert that plays at the head of my show and you might recognize the voice. It's, it is me, myself, Mr. C uh, encouraging you to go over to anchor.fm. If you want to start your own podcast. So um, the, the fun thing about that is that every time that ad plays, I get like five or 10 cents. So, you know, um, I appreciate all of the gold pill donations that come my way on the Foxhole app. Um, I appreciate uh, uh, anyone who happens to figure out my Cash App account and (laughs) send me something that way. But if you want to support me even still, just go over to anchor.fm because it's free. Like just for listening to my podcasts, I get like five or 10 cents so uh, that helps also you don't even have to donate gold pills you can just go over to anchor.fm and just play all the episodes <laughs> anyways i'm just throwing a bone out there for those of you because uh, the last few times i was on i had listeners over at the foxhole app and the people at the foxhole app they they take care of their they take care of their content creators what can i say i don't even know what i did to deserve you guys. But, um, but it, I mean, I mean, thank you. Thank you so much. But if you feel like, Oh, I I hate coming in because I've seen it on also on other content creators, the Foxhole app where people are apologizing. They're saying, Hey, I don't have money. I'm broke. I got a loan. This, this, and that. And they're, they're, they're donating whatever they can. Um, I mean, first of all, always take care of yourself first, but, You know, uh, I mean, there are other ways. If you go over to anchor.fm slash the C report, you can just listen to some C reports and that does me fine just like that, you know? And the fun thing about that also is that at um, anchor.fm, well, just at the C report podcast, you can listen on Spotify. I don't know if you guys like Spotify, but I'm on Spotify. You can listen on Apple podcasts. You can listen on Android podcasts. You can listen on any podcast player you like, except for iHeart because I'm not on iHeart, but uh, anytime you listen or subscribe to my show on that and you run it through, I mean, I don't even think you have to listen to the whole episode. I think if you listen to like the first, I don't know, 10 or 20 minutes, as long as that ad plays, uh, revenue comes in to, uh, support the show. And then of course that keeps it going. And then we can do more things. We can get more of these snazzy backgrounds. We can get really good sound. Uh, you know, we can get more flags, um, I was listening. I was reading yesterday's chat recap, and uh, people seem to to see people would seem to like me in a stars and stripes type of uh, uh, suit. I don't have a stars and stripes type of suit. I'm guessing that uh, always in pixels or season pixels, uh, right? Oh my goodness, I just totally insulted him. I'm guessing he. <laughs> I'm guessing he appeared in a stars and stripes old glory. Not a faded glory, but an old glory suit came on one time. And uh, I have some ties, you know, I have some ties that would represent that, but I don't have a suit. Uh, Some of you guys wanted to see me in a, uh, (laughs) what was it? A uh, a Pepe the Frog suit. That would be fun. That would be fun. Would I invest that money in a suit? I mean, if that's what you want, (laughs) I would look into it. But anyways, okay, so let me take that off of the screen. And then also, in case you guys didn't notice, uh, at the little ticker tape down—wait, at the little ticker tape down below, um, I have uh, the addresses for uh, the Sea Report on Twitch and the Sea Report on Trovo. Uh, I mean, you got—it's just there in case the Foxhole app goes down. Basically, like that's it. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm trying to get into the bunker. Hopefully I will. I'm just waiting on the boss to send me the restream keys because I'm willing to to take on any of the costs because you guys have been very good to the C-Report and uh, you guys want the C-Report to be in the bunker. You guys are obviously most comfortable at the Foxhole app. So whenever the boss sends me those restream keys, then I will most definitely be in the bunker. But it's up to him. Um, he's a busy man. So I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to bug him too much because he's got a lot on his plate. He's got a lot on his plate, you know? All right, ladies and gentlemen. So anyways, this has been a fun, I'm telling you guys like my, I still got the will of death on my pill.net. So I'm very glad that you guys are getting uh, some goodness from me this afternoon on this Wednesday evening. It's been a great Wednesday evening. Thank you joy for Trump for donating the can. I most appreciate it. Let's see who else we got here. One, two, three, SKG. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the internet was out. One, two, three. Aurelius, they scurred. They're scurred on the foxhole fam. Yeah, they are scurred. Can you imagine, guys? Okay, so one of these days, if I'm ever doing a live stream and uh, all of the... I mean, there was one night... Just ask, just be, there was one night where the trolls came out so hard over at Twitch. There was like three or four of them, right? It would be so awesome if just one, one of those nights, if that were to ever happen again, everyone from the Foxleham hem just jumped in and was like, get out of here. <laughs> I've seen it happen before. I've seen it happen before. But anyways, let's see who else is in the chat tonight before I get into the chat recap. Okay, we got uh, App9889, that is Anonymous Patriot. Howdy, howdy, how are you doing this good evening, my friend? Who else we got? Pilled by the rabbit. I hang out by the treehouse just above the shed with all the cool monkeys. Hey, as long as you're not a macaque monkey pilled by the rabbit. I think we're okay. I think we're okay. Zina, if you really want to see me dance, call over Belushi. Call over Belushi. You know what would be so cool? Okay, let me tell you what. Okay, don't tell Belushi. But I've lurked on a couple of his sets. And I mean, I, sometimes I want to dance. I love to dance, guys. I love to dance. I come from a musical family. And my mom she taught me how to dance very early on, like cumbias, merengue, salsas, you know, polkas, you name it. We're good to go. A freestyle, freewheeling, just do what you want to do. We're good to go. Waltzes, let's do it. Like, I love to dance. Um, It was one of my favorite pastimes in my twenties. But, you know, it, it, uh, you know, it takes something to get me to dance. It's gotta be a good beat. It's gotta have some good rhythm. You can't forget the rhythm. It's not just about the beat. The beat gets you moving, bump, 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 but the rhythm gets you swaying. You know what I mean? Okay, so anyways. So yeah, I I am a big fan of dancing. If I were, like, if we were at, like, I don't know, say, a Patriot Roundup party and Belushi were, like, you know, like, DJing, I'd probably be, dan- <laughs> I'd probably be dancing during his set as long as he's playing something swag and cool. Uh, and, and, you know, don't tell him. But, yes, I have lurked. I feel bad. I feel bad when I tell content creators that I've lurked. Because then they're like, well, why didn't you say hello? Or why didn't you say something? Or why are you lurking? And it's because I'm shy. <laughs> Believe it or not, I am shy when it comes to other people's shows. Because I just, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. It's just a thing. I'm, I'm still kind of, I'm still kind of figuring out, uh, I'm still kind of figuring out, like uh, you know, chat room etiquette, uh, um, uh, content creator etiquette, live stream etiquette between uh, other content creators. Let alone between myself and the audience. Like that's why I have a I have I have a hard time, but I'm getting better at going between engaging on the screen and then engaging the chat. And anytime you see me go like this to the side, I'm looking at the chat because I have a screen over here for the chat. So if you ever see me like this, and my head goes off the screen, I'm looking at the chat, okay? <laughs> and, then, um, and then it's even worse though, if I have a guest on. If I have a guest on, I cannot look at the chat because then I feel like I'm being rude and I'm not listening to them because I'm looking at the chat. So I'm, it's, I'm terrible guys, but I'm getting better, I'm getting better, I'm getting better. Um, I, I, I very much cannot multitask when it comes to auditory and reading. Like I can multitask on a lot of things, but when it comes to auditory and reading and seeing things like that, I cannot multitask because I feel like whomever I'm engaging with deserves 100% of my attention. And so if I have a guest on and we're talking and they're talking and I want to respond because um, I was told one time that a, a, um, a good quality of mine was that I'm able to, uh, that I listen to my guests and I let them speak. Okay, but I cannot do that if I'm reading the chat. And if they know I'm reading the chat, I'm not paying attention. I don't want to get them crosswise. So, I mean, I try to be very considerate and I try to be very um, aware of that entire dynamic. So that's, I mean, I don't know. I've been told I'm a yes man. But then again, when I'm not a yes man, I'm told I'm an asshole. So anyways, okay. (laughs) So anyways, let's move on from that here. Let me move this camera a little bit over so that way my head doesn't go all the way off screen when I look at the, the chat. Okay, uh, let me see what's going on here. Uh, lurkers are great indeed, Just v. I, I love lurkers because their energy is there, regardless of whether or not they're coming out. Um, oh, but that was that was a compliment for me. Thank you, Just V. They, <laughs> I appreciate you so much. More than you know, my heart to yours, Just V. Um, Aurelius Locke says we're going to get you some cross-platform entry. I saw that. I saw that in uh, the chat recap. We haven't even gotten to the chat recap, but uh, I saw you guys talking about um, um, season, uh, season pixels and methods, and about uh, possibly uh, uh, it would be cool to see me. On- I mean, it'd be, it would be great to talk with the guys. I mean, I've talked with methods offline, you know, like because he's the boss. So I've talked with methods offline. I mean, I know there's the the mats, right? I've, I've spoken with one Matt in the chats, like kind of casually, um, uh, he pops in, I say, hello, he pops out, or I might be in a chat and I might say, Hey, um, but, uh, um, Methods. Yes. I, I've, I've chatted with Methods a couple of times. He's, he's a very fine man. And, um, you know, it, I mean, it would be fun. It would be fun to speak with him. Um, I don't know, but no, 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 That's too much. That's too much pressure. <laughs> that's too much pressure i don't know but what i will say texan (laughs) the texan the texan did a mighty fine job (laughs) whenever he won on methods show with scott that was so funny That was so funny. I laughed and laughed and laughed my butt off in real life. I could not help it. Um, uh, God, that was, you know, the first time I ever spoke with Texan, he got me too. He got me too. (laughs) The Texan, that guy's a (laughs) go-getter. He got me too. He had me calling him sir. (laughs) Oh my God. He's a, he's a cool man. (laughs) He's a cool dude that Texan is. But anyways, uh, let's see here took your comments to a new direction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Anyhow, um, yes. Uh, all right, guys. I'm glad you guys are enjoying this show so far because I'm just talking. Uh, let's see. It says that uh, when people went to him to do something. That. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right, guys. Let's get into yesterday's chat recap because we're already about a we're already about a half hour in, and I've just been, oh, wait, but did I finish saying everything I need to say? Oh, this is what I was going to tell you guys also before we begin. Um, uh, so, okay, so of course, obviously, right now on the Ticker Talker, oh, no, I changed it. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. We're back to the show schedules. Okay. So, uh, we got that going on. Uh, the only other thing I was going to say is the reason why I was running late today is because, and I was like, what? I don't know. I looked at the clock. I was like, Oh my God, it's already two after. Um, I was actually updating the website. So I don't know if I have the website on here. It doesn't look like I do. Let me just pop that up for you guys real quick. Um, the website, I'm starting to try and get uh, my old articles uploaded onto there uh, because I have a, I, I wrote a bunch of old articles from some other loser website, right? And I, I mean, those went down. They no longer exist there, but they exist here. So, you know, if you guys get a chance, pop over to thecereport.com. Um, I just posted... Uh, an article that uh, is, uh, um, uh, what do you call that? It's a, uh, uh, it's an attributed article. So uh, Real Clear Investigations, actually they publish the article, they allow for republication. So I posted it on my website. And then I, I'm, I'm also doing a backlog of all my old articles because I'm a writer. So um, uh, the, the one I just posted right before the show is called Milia Maga Insurgency. Question mark, and it's an address to what happened on January sixth because I was there. So, um, so I wrote about it, and then also I'll, I'm gonna I'm I am going to get the rest of my old articles up because I'm planning to start writing some new articles. Some of you guys might know about it. I was supposed to be writing my first article this past weekend, and you know I hung out with the Speak Uneasy, and you know I take full responsibility for my actions. So. <laughs> I decided not to finish writing my article, but I'm going to get some new articles over there. So just go over to the uh, the SeaReport.com if you're interested. Um, I, I tend uh, my previous articles were more. uh, uh, current events, news. And also like, it was more like reading like news, I guess you could say, maybe, I don't know. There might be a hint of Mr. C in my previous articles, but where I'm going with what I'm doing right now, um, it's going to be a lot more of Mr. C with a spruce, a, a a sprig, with a sprig of what's going on today. Uh, cause you know, I got some uh, thoughts and emo- opinions on, on things and you might be able to see that more in reading. If you like to read, if you like to read, then I'd say, go for it. If you don't like to read, then I say, Hey, come on back over to the Sea Report on whatever platform you prefer, or especially, you know, also on anchor.fm if you just want to listen to it, you know cause some of us here are just auditory after all. So anyways, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna hold you to that, Aurelius Locke. Okay, all right, guys. Let's go ahead and get into yesterday's chat recap because I've already talked so much about it. I was literally laughing when I was reading some of the stuff that you guys... <laughs> when I was reading some of the stuff that you guys are putting up in there. All right, yesterday we had Aurelius Locke, Texas Gal, Sherry Pittsburgh, Deborah Erdman, also gifting a cookie. Most, thank you so much. Uh, Mitra Date with his mattress firm, <laughs> with his mattress firm comment. We'll get more into that. Okay. You know what? Let's go ahead and dig into that. Mitrodatte with his mattress firm comment. Of course, we're talking about what the hell Harris. And then the speak and Easy, who was also present called her a mattress tester. Okay. So we were kind of stuck on that. Joy for Trump was like, Mr. C is too classy for mattress tester Kamala thank you so much for that. (laughs) I was just like, wow. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, (laughs) what else I'm going to say? She's a super spreader. What is she spreading? This is a family show, ladies and gentlemen. Peeled by the rabbit was in the house. Uh, Howdy y'all, Mr. C. What's new in your world? Well, Mr. Uh, Peeled by the rabbit, not a whole lot is new in the world of Mr. C., just a new day. Just V in the house. Merkers, who's also Doreen Merk, over there on Twitch whenever she is hanging out. The Speak and Easy gifted a can. 123 SPG in the house. Belushi gifting a cookie. Seize the day. Also present Tam Growl F one zero three. The audit results come in. The process is improved. What else happens is not part of this. So indeed, I would say that this is uh that was that was just to the um the positive, you know, the positive aspect of what uh, Karen Fan said. Now apparently, apparently Karen Fan's been coming under fire for what she said. Remember guys that day that I was like, Oh, <laughs> the day I was like, Oh, the Senate said they have no power to decertify. Okay. Well, apparently Karen came under a lot of fire for that. And I think that just V was right on the target when she was saying that she does not want to show her hand because that's what everyone, I mean, all of the respectable individuals, uh, all the respectable, um, you know, uh, um, How would you put that? Like the Steve Bannons of the world. (laughs) Everyone that knows kind of what's up, they were all kind of saying the same thing. They were all kind of saying, we kind of know why Karen Fan said what she said, but we just need to clarify. And so for today's show, we will most indeed clarify. If you guys haven't heard already, uh, we've got some good clarification today in regards to the next steps that will happen with these audits that are happening around America. Can't wait for you guys to share to share it with you guys. It'll be fun. We had Gary Flessner in the house. Also, Gary Flessner saying, just left loyal. Gosh, you know, that's the thing that, oh, the only thing of being about being on the 730 hour, aside from being up against so many good content creators out there, like, but here's the thing, guys, like, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I might say, hey, there's always the replay, but I, I really enjoy having you all along for the ride with me in real time, sharing real energy at the same time. But, uh, but I mean, you know, there's so many other people out there. I'm quite frankly, I'm not, pff, <laughs> am I promoting quite frankly now? <laughs> uh, no, like, well, I mean, he's a cool dude. I mean, he seems like a cool dude. Uh, um, and I used to really enjoy his show. I used to really enjoy his show. I used to. Um, but anyways, as I was saying, uh, um, the only thing about being on the 730 hours, there's some tight, some tight competition, but you know what, you know what, The markets will work themselves out and I'm pretty secure having everyone along that hangs out with me. I don't need 20,000 followers watching me at one time. I don't need 2,000 people watching me at one time because let me tell you what, it's hard enough for me to keep up with the chat to recap as it is, (laughs) at least to do you guys justice is what I'm saying. So anyways, I'm blessed with what I have right now and I'm, I'm pretty happy. So anyhow, uh, but yeah, but in regards to him leaving just loyal, I got to say guys, I am a fan of loyal to the foil and of Alara from Sirius. Um I hope, she knows that I'm serious when I say that. No pun intended. Uh, uh, they're two great individuals. They have great souls. Uh, at least from what I've seen, I don't know them personally. you know. And I know you guys know out there. I know you guys know. Um, but I don't know them personally. Um, but, uh, but from what I've seen of them, I mean, come on. Anytime you have a show that can deliver you information and also give you a laugh, you're golden in my book like, oh, period. Yes. Great. Good stuff. Okay. All right. Anyways, I just got to give that shout out to Louisville, the foil and the Larve serious because I do enjoy their shows very much. So and I like to say shows cause I don't like to say programming. Cause I don't think that they're trying to brainwash us. Like I'm not trying to brainwash you. I'm just being here, being straight, being myself, you know, uh, it's not about programming. It's that's what the mainstream media does, right guys? You know that for a fact. Of course you do. Christina C was in the house, service dog mom. Christina Fontana, S Boxer, Big Aunt 68 says, I live in California. We want elder. We got some good news for you on that regard today. Big Aunt 68, Empress Beach to you says, Mr. C, you always make me smile even when the news sucks. You rock, kiddo. I appreciate that comment, kid. I appreciate that comment, Miss Empress Beach to you. Uh, um, I try, you know, I try and keep things light, even though I can get pretty into it, Uh, even though I can get pretty, I can, I can, you know, even though I get pretty tunnel vision sometimes, and I I just like, you know, we're going to do this, 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 and that. I try and keep things as light as possible. And I most definitely try and keep things on the positive end of the spectrum, because that's what we need. We're not going to get anywhere if we're thinking about doom and gloom and death. That's defeatist. I don't believe in being defeatist. I was defeatist when I was in high school, and I learned better. Just V says Arnold never would have sent those infected people into nursing homes like gruesome. <laughs> oh, I mean, I bet. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, when when Arnold was in uh, in governance C back in the day, I mean, I was like, I don't know, half awake. Um, So I'm not sure what all Arnold actually did for the state of California. That would probably be an interesting review on his job there. Um, But, yeah, he probably would not have done that. Even though he has the cold heart of a Terminator, he does not seem like he would do something that malignant or inhumane. Yeah. Just V says, because women can be vicious. Okay, we're talking about the Secretary of Snakes there. (laughs) Somehow they knew to get the Secretary of Snakes up in that house to be women, but I'm not going to make any comment on that. Aurelius Locke, though, did say what V said. I know, experience, so I'll take your word for it, Aurelius Locke, I'll take your word for it, 123SKG gifted the phone, thank you for giving me the ability to call home, derailing in the house, Connie McKenzie, just be. but Jenner isn't trans, he's a cross okay, <laughs> we're going to take a moment to address this, because this was just, it was a rage in yesterday's chat recap. Just he says, Jenner isn't trans, he's a cross-dresser. I don't know if Jenner got his, you know, thang cut off I think, does he have fake breasts? Do he have implants? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't keep up with the Kardashians. S. Boxer says, there's two genders. Everything else is gay. You know, I mean, that's fair to say, S. Boxer. Just V says, there are two genders. Uh, um, Aurelius Locke says, welcome to the age of the gender bender. I thought that was in the 60s or 70s, my friend. Okay, so I'm glad everyone here was on the same page as I am. There are just two genders only two. I'm not confused about it, but everything that these people out there in the world of the left are saying, that confuses me. But I am not confused about the fact that there are two genders. So I'm glad we were all on the same page. Seize the day 9-11 says, God decided there are two genders, not fake book. Christine C says, XX and XY, that's it. Um, one two three skg says I can barely keep up with two. Just V says, Why do archaeologists never say a skeleton?
0: <laughs> I love
1: this. A skeleton is one of 58 genders <laughs> because there's only two. Christine says, We have to turn this crap back on them. How dare they assume the gender of a skeleton? <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. So anytime, anytime an archaeologist says this is a male uh, skeleton, we should be, how can you assume that person's gender? That is, that is, that is brilliant. That you two great play off of each other right there. Figgy says a man is a man, a woman is a woman, and gender dysphoria is a real mental illness. Full stop. Woo, woo, woo. Pump your brakes. Man, a man, woman, a woman. We're done. We're there. That's it. Kaput Belushi says, Oh, <laughs> Belushi says we need to talk offline for real. <laughs> Belushi, uh, uh, uh the sea report. Oh, you know what, Belushi? Are you on Discord? Okay, <laughs> if you're on Discord, I will hunt you down. If not, I'm gonna throw this out here one more time for all of you guys. Where's it at? Where's that? Okay, oh, wait, here's that. Okay. Allegedly, this is my Discord address. I'll leave that up there for just a little bit if anyone wants to get in touch with me. But if you're brand new to the show or you're some kind of cockroach that's just creeping up on me, I will detect it. But everyone else is welcome. Okay, anyways, get a hold of me, Belushi, or I'll hunt you down. I will hunt you down on Discord. Okay, uh, let's see. XBoxer says, My intestinal microbes are not into sex. <laughs> they are busy making my immune system work. Uh, why? Uh, what, what, oh, because we were talking about the people that are being misgendered who are ages old. Uh, Merker says, What if they are senile and can't remember that they are transgender? <laughs> they're gonna be like why are you calling me a boy I'm a girl (laughs) that would be something else you know what I mean Uh, speaking easy, ah, you're talking about misgendering, misdemeanor law in California. Indeed, we were. That was quite a fun conversation. Uh, oh, there's more. I mean, we were just really kind of going to town on that. Uh, (laughs) let's see. Uh, Disco Daphne, Jonah Sarko's in the house. Uh, let's see here. Keep him busy. If they chop it off, I will be willing to call them a woman. (laughs) Yes indeed. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. Okay, well, this is the next this was the next comment by Empress Beach to you is curve uh what what a WRH is curvature surgery? Uh WRH what real hell? I don't know. Oh, maybe it was a T. What the hell is curvature surgery? I'm so behind on the times. Okay. Empress Beach to you, allow me to educate you a little bit. Um, not to sound, you know, anyway, but yes, some of these guys do that. Now I have known, and that's the thing about it. Transgender, you have those men out there that will get the implants in their bosoms, but they won't get the thing cut off. You know, some men out there have naturally feminine curves and so they can pull it off. But some of them out there they indeed, they indeed do get a surgery that gives them a womanly curve. If they're not wearing corsets, right? If they're not, what is the word for it? Wherever they put the corset on, someone will, someone will bail me out here, I'm sure. But um, uh, yeah, cinching, if they're not cinching their waists, you know, uh, then they will indeed get the curvature surgery. And uh, I don't know. We'll get, well, there's a little bit more to that, guys. There's just a little bit more to that. Okay. Joyful June was also in the house. Aurelius Locke. Uh, Mr. T- <laughs> Mister T had it right. Just call everyone a fool. <laughs> I love it. Was Mr. T a drag queen? No, he was not. Okay. But he could have been a drag queen. Okay. Uh, just V says... I'm behind on the times too. I still call them cross-dressers. Okay, well, there's an age-old um, age uh, um, uh, wisdom that I can share with you guys to kind, of, um, to kind of clear up that situation. Now, in the words of Wesley Snipes, playing Noxema Jackson on the movie To Wong Fu, he said, When a straight man puts on a dress and gets his kicks, that is a transvestite. You would also call that a cross-dresser, okay? They're putting on a dress, dressing up like a girl to get their kicks. When a man is a woman trapped in a man's body and has a little operation, that is a transsexual, okay? But when a man has way too much fashion sense for one gender, that is a drag queen, (laughs) Mr. T anyways. Okay. (laughs) I just thought I would share that age old, uh, knowledge for you guys. Uh, it's something that, I mean, I like that movie too long Fu*. It's just all the, it's just all the men in Hollywood had to dress like women just to prove that they were in the club. Unfortunate. Uh, but that was good entertainment for the time, I think. Anyways, don't even talk to me about RuPaul and her drag race because we could go on that for hours. Keeping busy. Trans once said, easier to dig a hole than to build a pole. <laughs> Keeping busy. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. The next comment we have is from Joan of Sark, hyena Harris. I'm starting to I'm starting to feel like her the way I'm laughing. Like. Guys, if I start laughing like what the hell, Harris, please stop me. Just stop me. OK, Aurelius Log: 15 days to slow the spread of common sense. OK, so we're talking here about uh, uh, Remember what I was talking about yesterday with the, the runaway Democrats from Texas all the way to Washington, D.C. And then what the hell, Harris doesn't have to go in for a test. And then she does get a test and then she's not positive, but it doesn't take uh, two weeks for her to figure it out. That actually made me think, um, Aurelius Locke, that made me think uh, when you said, what, 15 days to slow down the spread of common sense? My mind went, and I was like, ooh, what if that was the point? What if the whole point was that the government is telling you, you have to be locked down for two weeks because of this fake virus? And the reason why they did that is because you do it automatically and not you guys, the generic you. We do it automatically because someone someone in the health says that that's what we have to do. And we don't really believe it. But after being like uh, uh, under house arrest for two weeks, we start to believe it. Like we start to believe it. We're like, well, well, if I was here for two weeks, it's gotta be true. And then over the course of two weeks, Uh, All of our common sense just goes out the window because everything about what's going on with this stupid fake virus, it's a real sickness, whatever, but this fake, uh, this fake outlook on it, it, it just, it gets, it gets ingrained deeper and deeper and deeper into our mind as we're restricted from being able to go to work, from being able to go out, from being able to talk to friends. It's almost like a Pavlovian kind of thing. Like maybe that was the whole point of this two-week period of time uh, from the jump. It was, to, it was to whip us into submission to agree with them because we experienced a two-week lockdown ourselves. Now, I never did. I was always out and about on the town doing my own thing during this entire time. But that was actually a good point, whether that's what you meant or not, my friend, Aurelius. But indeed, that made me think that. F103 in the house. Frickin' Nuts was also in the house. Jubi hanging out. Emperor Speech to you says So let's trade our BLM and Antifa people for the Cubans who want out of communism. Indeed, my friend. Indeed. Send them over there. Send Antifa, send BLM, send those scallywags over to Cuba. Send all the people who want to come into America who are busting down our border like what? 150,000? whatever, send them to Cuba because the people who really are getting shot and killed and murdered are trying to come over here and our government's not letting them. And that is a huge, a huge, huge contradiction in terms. It's disgusting to me to think that they're allowing all these supposed political asylum people, all these people who are running away, they're letting these these jagoffs into our southern border and we have a clear we have a clear genocide of freedom wanting people in Cuba and they're not letting them over what is up with that are not the people from Nicaragua and Mexico and Colombia and Panama and Ghana and Nigeria and and Haiti and the Dominican Republic And South Africa and China who are busting down our borders illegally, are they not coming over here for the same reason? Are they not? I mean, come on. And you're not going to let the Cubans come over? Are you serious? Jesus, we can see the clear double standard. I hope that the sloths of the world, mentally speaking, can see it also. Because that is pretty disgusting. That's a, a double standard if I've ever heard of one. And it's simply disgusting. Uh, just be gifted a can. Thank you so much. Derailing looks peach to me. Sees the day 9 11. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what looks peach to me? Um, uh, this was uh, Representative uh, Rantham <laughs> <laughs> from Wisconsin. His coat. We had to talk about that. Okay. Uh, so uh, some people say it's peach. Season 8 out of 11 says it looks uh, salmon. Juby says it looks salmon. Aurelius Locke says a salmon suit would look good on you. I don't have a salmon suit quite. I have a suit that, what color would that suit be? I don't know. I wore it one time here on the Sea Report. It's like a beige salmon coral. I don't know. Don't quote me on it. Uh, Connie McKenzie says salmon peach. Juby says could be coral. Oh, and then Aurelius Locke agreed. Could be Coral. Uh, Connie McKenzie, yep, could be Coral. (laughs) And then Empress Beach to you is like, Salmon would, uh, actually Salmon, oh, thank you. Salmon would compliment your coloring, thank you. Uh, Aurelius Locke says, uh, oh, that's the season pixel suit. (laughs) Needs a season pixel suit. And then CJM61 spoke out with some wisdom and said, Coral equals salmon. <laughs> what are we going to do, folks? Uh, okay, anyway, so that was some fun stuff there. Uh, Figgy was also in the house. Michael, 1971, joining us from somewhere in Australia or thereabouts. Babs the Ice Queen, uh, talking about how Virginia is sucking big hairy balls. Unfortunately, Babs. Hopefully, that improves. Hopefully, those balls. Well, never mind. Okay. Anyways, Christine C gifted a can. Uh, Patriot Bird was hanging out. Uh, Cjm sixty one says, "I don't want Karen Fan to show her hand. Do not want her to know where it has been." That's right. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Aurelius Locke. Does this have anything to do with the Rainbow Dongs? Uh oh. <laughs> that took me a minute. The Rainbow Dongs, Uh, uh, could we possibly be talking about dildo butt monkey, Aurelius Locke? Is that what you're talking about? Did any of you guys catch that story about dildo butt monkey? I think I can say those words on The Family Show. I'm not sure. But apparently, if you're a library over in the United Kingdom, you can say dildo butt monkey to a child and expect them to be happy that they're reading stories to them. That was a heinous story. It was simply sick and disgusting. I could not stand it. I cannot believe that they allowed someone with their butt showing in a rainbow monkey costume and an eight-inch dildo hanging from their peter that, that was acceptable to read to children. That's, that's not acceptable. Like, that's not acceptable. Like, how would that be acceptable in any other context text than a drag queen story time? How would that be acceptable? I'll tell you how. It would not be acceptable and show it should not be accepted in the context of a drag queen story time. And why the hell are drag queens reading to our children to begin with? They should just call it the clown reading, where men wear makeup. We're going to go listen to some clowns read us stories at the local library. That's what that is if you're talking to children. If you're a man in makeup reading stories to children, you're a clown. If you're a man in makeup gyrating and death dropping to a crowd of gay men at a nightclub, you're a drag queen. Get it straight. Okay, period. I'm done with that. All right. Monkeypox says just V. <laughs> Xboxer, I had an uncomfortable close encounter with a macaque. I hope it was not as uncomfortable as that photo meme I've been seeing around the interweb. Was when I was looking for it, uh, why, uh Just V says, why would they want chimeras? That should be illegal. I'm thinking the same thing. Why do we want chimeras in this world? Why do we want uh, why do we want to cross and splice the genetics of humans and animals just to make animal to human diseases more transferable? Oh, so that this way, uh, uh, Mr. Fauci doesn't have to spend more money from his NIH going to eco labs just to fund gang function Because uh, the only way that we can get animals into human diseases transmissible is if we do gain a function because we don't allow chimeras. Exactly, ladies and gentlemen. Have you guys ever heard of the fable of Atlantis? Don't you guys know that they destroyed their own world because they were already splicing humans and animals and making chimeras before they decided to destroy themselves? That is the fable of Atlantis, ladies and gentlemen. That is the uh, that is the uh, the uh, uh, ultra advanced society that existed on this planet prior to us. But that's a story for loyal to the foil. All right, okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, one, two, three. SKG. I was reading about the genetic experimentation with humans and animal cells. Highly unethical. I agree. S boxer. That's one way for diseases to jump species. Un. Undoubtedly, my friend. Jukani gifted a cookie and Tinette Booth was also hanging out. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our chat recap for yesterday. Quite a fun time. Quite a fun time. And if anyone's interested, we have a troll over at Foxhole. (laughs) I mean, we have a troll over at Twitch. My bad. We have a troll over at Twitch. If anyone's interested, pull out your lightsabers (laughs) and let's get going. Okay, let's see what's going on in the chat before we get into today's C-Report. Man, I'm having some fun with you guys today. Uh, let's see, who's here, who's here, who's here, who's not? Uh, we already said hello to Xena, Just V, Aurelius Locke, one, two, three, SKG, Joy for Trump, as well as, who else is popping in? Aurelius, did I say Aurelius? I, Aureli- I said Aurelius Locke, hello here. Pilled by the Rabbit, AP9889, as well as, let's see who else is here. Connie McKenzie, howdy, Connie. The Speak Uneasy, how's it going, my friend? Sonia JHC is also here with us. Dragon Energy, welcome back, 45. Service Dog Mom, yay, it's all the Texan, what's up, buddy? All right. I like, I love, 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 love. My repeat offender, Sherry Pittsburgh coming into Seaport. Thank you for the thank you for the can. Uh, um, Ohio Kimmy, good to have you back with us as well. Don S is also hanging out in the bout. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I think I've gotten all of you guys. I've touched base with everyone who's hanging out. Hopefully, 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 hopefully. Hopefully. Indeed, my friends, I have. All right, let's see here. Shall we get into today's C-Report? We're already about an hour in. I'm just having too much fun with you guys. Okay, all right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here is today's C-Report. As always, President Trump leads at the C-Report. In case you people over there in Twitch did not know, (laughs) we'll start with a few statements from President Trump. Uh, The first one we have from today is big election coming up on Tuesday, July 27th. If you are in Texas, ladies and gentlemen, pay attention. Go out and vote for Susan Wright. Susan is outstanding and her late husband, Congressman Ron White, is looking down and is very proud of her. She will serve the people of the great state of Texas in the 6th Congressional District very well. Susan is for strong borders, pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, great education, and will fight to bring back free and fair elections. Susan has my complete and total endorsement. She will make our country proud. Vote on Tuesday. Yes, Siri Bob, Susan Wright. And now this is the, this is the individual I was talking about that was facing a very 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 tough crowd because again, she had like 12 something around there, like different republican, it might have been 20 republicans that she was running up against and this is when uh, aside from Liz Cheney and what she, and, and <clears throat> what we're trying to do over there in Wyoming where President Trump has been talking about not splitting the vote. He says, we need one candidate, one candidate. And right now, uh, Susan Wright is that candidate in the sixth district of Texas in the runoffs to happen on Tuesday, the 27th. That's coming up in a week's time. If you are in the sixth district, then I would recommend that you go out and vote. Now, to be fair, Let's find out exactly where the 6th District in Texas is. Ah, we're talking Corsicana. We're talking just south of Dallas and Fort Worth and Arlington, up here in the state of Texas. So if you are in the 6th District, then I would recommend you go cast your vote for Susan Wright. If President Trump endorses her, then we endorse her here at the C-Report. All right, next statement from President Trump. Republicans must take seriously the effort by Democrats to completely change America through the reconciliation process. Democrats are now suggesting that budget reconciliation can be used to pass mail-in ballot legislation, as well as try to include amnesty in their infrastructure package. The infrastructure package has little to do with infrastructure as we know it, bridges, roads, tunnels, etc., but is a dramatic expansion of government that will cost much more than $3.5 trillion being discussed. Don't let this happen. If amnesty is included in the infrastructure package, there will be a run on our Southern border, the likes of which we have never seen before. It will be a signal that says, come to America now because you will soon be a citizen. Providing amnesty to illegal aliens in the history of what already is considered the greatest border catastrophe will result in disaster beyond our gravest nightmares. No country can pay this price, will lead to ruination. Any efforts to dictate national mail-in voting will be a disaster for our country and For conservatism. There will never be a Republican elected to high office again. I urge every Republican to fight this and deny Democrats a quorum if that is what it takes to make sure that the Democrats can't use reconciliation. Republicans must push back for the sake of our country and, far less importantly, the sake of the Republican Party. Very interesting comment there. This was the scheme, I guess. Open up the border on January 20th, get hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens to cross that border. I wouldn't doubt that they've already breached a million, to be honest with you. And uh, and then once they're all here, grant them all amnesty—a blanket of amnesty. John Cornyn, where you at, buddy? They're still your—they're still in your thunder, John Cornyn, senator of Texas. You're the guy who's trying to work on amnesty for illegal immigrants and DACA illegal aliens, DACA aliens, we'll call them DACA aliens. You're the one who's trying to get amnesty for DACA aliens and illegal immigrants, John Cornyn. Are you happy now that the uh, Democrats are stealing your thunder? Oh, you're not going to look so partisan now, are you? Anyways, I don't like John Cornyn. Okay. So, yep, those are the two statements I have for you guys from President Trump today. They're pretty heavy statements, you know, pretty heavy statements. Of course, we want to support Susan Wright down in, or I should say up in the Dallas Corsicana area for the sixth district of the state of Texas. Her husband did pass of COVID, interesting enough, but she is running in his place and President Trump is thoroughly supporting her. So I would suggest you guys look into her if you're from the state of Texas and you're in that area, do the right thing, right? Get out and vote. I don't think I need to say that to you guys though on this station because all you guys know about that for sure. Okay. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special interview with President Trump. Now, as you guys know, every time President Trump is on the air or has done an interview, we will cover it here at the Sea Report. Um, He actually recently appeared as of yesterday on the Michael Savage, Savage Nation radio show, an interview with President Trump. Not too long, not too long. We won't be long with it, but we are most definitely going to play it for you guys because that's what we do here at the Sea Report. So uh, let's go ahead and sit back and listen to the words of our president for a few minutes while he's talking to Michael Savage on the Savage Nation. And uh, we will see you guys on the other side.
2: And now we go to President Donald Trump to ask him what he thinks can be done until this nightmare is over, and whether there'll be an America left at the end of the nightmare. President Trump, welcome to the
3: Savage Nation. Hello, Michael. How are you, Michael? I'm still fighting the good fight, Mr. President. Good. That's good. I know you will. You always will. I
2: said in 2016, when people were saying things about you, I said, even if we because of the politics in this country. Even if we only get 10% of what Mr. Trump promises, it would be 110% more than we would be getting under uh, Hillary. What we have under Biden now, you delivered 1010 percent more. The country is melting down.
3: It is, it is. If you look at the border, if you let, look at what's going on with justice, if you look at all of the things that are happening. And frankly, uh, if you look at the media where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that, you know, better than anybody, Michael. And uh You know, that's the beginning of communism. That really is literally no other other words for it. But look
2: what Biden is doing, whether it's him or someone else. They're they're spreading COVID by bringing in illegal illegal aliens who are not vaccinated, most of whom are going into L.A. and were saying, oh, L.A. has a spike of COVID, the Delta variant. And they don't tell us where it's coming from. It's coming from the illegal aliens. They're busting them over.
3: Well, they have covid they also come out of the prisons they're emptying their prisons in south america yeah. and uh, they're sending their prisoners here and why wouldn't they if you can do that that's a pretty good deal yeah, men men are... they're young men of military age president trump it's
2: like yeah. an invasion everything the right wing said that was mocked by the vermin in the media is
3: 100 percent true yep no it's uh there's never been anything like it the open borders I mean, I can't even say in particular, maybe inflation in particular, you know, there are a lot of things right now going on, Michael, and, you know, the whole thing with inflation is it—is it terrible. You remember the Jimmy Carter days where the prime rate went to 22%. I do. You believe that, right? Just to think about yes. it. And I, I happen to be around, and I want to tell you, there's never been a time like that, but that was all caused by inflation and other things, a few other things, but mostly yeah. inflation. And. Uh, you know, when you look at gasoline, that was $187, one eighty-seven, a dollar eighty-seven. I cent. swear, you took the words out of my mouth. I
2: remember yeah. when you were president, gas prices were low. They're almost five dollars a gallon here right now, now in California, gallon, not,
3: and there's not yeah. a word from the vermin in the media. Well, did you hear the new one? Is they're negotiating with OPEC, Russia, Saudi Arabia? They're negotiating with OPEC in order to try and get enough uh, fuel into our country, whereas. Four months ago, we were absolutely energy independent and nobody thought that would ever happen. And we did it. And we were, in fact, my problem was keeping the price up a little bit. So the industry isn't destroyed. You remember that? Yes, right? I do. So we had so much. We had so much energy. And now those fields have been closed down. They hit them with environmental nonsense and they ended all sorts of uh, leases and. And uh, drilling regulations, they put on to a level that you can't drill anymore. It's, it's just crazy what's happening. All it's right, so bad. we've got an open border, a crime wave under Biden in the inner city, so to speak.
2: Cost right. of gas is out of control. COVID is spreading because they're bringing in diseased illegal aliens. A Middle East war, which I predicted would happen within three months of, of the Democrats taking over. You you created peace between the Arabs and the Jews. I did. They called you I they called your every name under the sun. You made peace between the Arabs yeah. and the Jews. This S O V created a war, and they
3: let him get away with it. And you're a big fan of Israel. Israel was safe, and now uh, I believe that Israel is in very, very big trouble if they go back into this ridiculous uh, Iran nuclear deal. If the election weren't rigged, we would have – you would have already had that deal. It would have been done. It would have been done within one week after the election. They can't believe how lucky they got between China and Iran and a couple of others – They're very happy. They're very happy. And Russia, by the way, because I was the one that pointed out the pipeline. You never heard about the pipeline until Nord Stream. You never heard about that. You never heard that word until I got in. And I said to Germany, wait a minute, we're defending you. We're spending a fortune to defend you. We have 52,000 soldiers there and we're defending you against Russia. And you're paying Russia billions of dollars. So we're defending you. And the one we're defending you against is getting billions and billions of dollars supplying you with energy. Uh, how does that work? Angela, how does that work? So you know yes, the President Trump, everything they accused
2: you of, you didn't do. And everything they accused you of, Biden was doing and is doing. Yeah. And vermin in the media, like Anderson Cooper and Jake Tapper in particular, they're the ones who are working for the Democrat Party. It's a nightmare for all of us. So here's the, yeah. next, the main question. I know you're extremely busy. We're sitting here on the sidelines watching our country being melted down. Mm-hmm. The Republicans seem to be invisible. Mitch McConnell may as well be a marionette. Right. How the hell do we the people do anything about it?
3: Well, we have some great Republicans and we have some bad ones. We have uh, Mitch is a bad leader. He always has been. And I could have told you that a long time ago. Uh, We would have had the wall a lot sooner if I didn't have the problem of him and Paul Ryan. That was a problem. And, uh, you know, they said, oh, we'll get it next year. Next year came along and they didn't produce it. And then I had to get it through all sorts of legal challenges. took me two and a half years of winning Mm -hmm. lawsuits. And we built it. And it was going to be completed very shortly. Another month it would have been completed. It's all there, ready to be put back, and then you paint it, you know, which they're not doing. It'll end up rusting to death, and it's, you know, it's just incredible, but the Republicans, we do have great people also, and uh, I will say, we if we had leadership, this party would be amazing, but Mitch is not a good leader. He's just a survivor. Well, he's a I good call, survivor, I, but he's not a good leader. For
2: years, I called him the gobbler because his neck, unfortunately, looked like a turkey to me, so it was a way of recognizing him in the caricature. It's not a funny thing, though. This guy seems to be out only for the rhinos period uh a government of the rhinos by the rhinos and for the rhinos now i don't want to raise the question that is most pregnant which is are you going to run in
3: 2024 i know you can't say but can you say well i can't really because of uh, campaign finance rules regulations very complicated very stiff And uh, frankly, very antiquated, if you want to know the truth. It's ridiculous. It's actually ridiculous. But I will be talking about it, and I think a lot of people are going to be very happy. And we're doing great in the polls. You saw uh, CPAC recently, 98% approval rating in the Republican Party. Nobody's ever had a rating like that. Mm. And, uh, you know, they're vicious. They come at you. They've come at me with investigations now for... Five years from the day I came down the escalator. It's, uh, and you win and win and win. Then they send them into New York radical left yep. prosecutors and they oh. go after you. It's just a terrible. It, you it, and your family, no one knows how you have the stamina for this. Now they're going
2: after your friend Tom Barrack, an inaugural committee sheriff yeah. for doing nothing just to destroy yep. your
3: friends. Yeah, no, it's uh, amazing. I just heard that. I literally just heard that they're going after Tom Barrack. I want and to say it's, uh, one thing. Uh, I mean, it's, just, nobody's ever had a thing like this. I nobody. That. No, so it's, nobody. Like, it's like living in a banana republic. Yes, we don't see this kind of behavior yeah. under the Biden gang. We had it in the election and we got them by surprise in 2016 and they said it'll never happen again and they cheated and they dropped ballots and they did all that stuff that you're not afraid to talk about, but a lot of people are afraid to even mention it and it's true. You know, you see what happened, you see what's coming out of Arizona, you see what's coming out of Georgia, numbers that you call it determinative, meaning it determines the election, but determines the election many, many times over. We're not talking about, you know, you're going to win by three votes. Uh, By many, uh, you know, they're all close. I was winning by a lot at 10 o'clock in the evening. And then after the counting, the counters were more important than the candidate, Mm. uh, unfortunately. But it was uh, disgraceful. And that's sort of where it started and and before the election. And even the polls, they said I was going to lose in Wisconsin by 17 to 19 points. They did that four years ago and I won Wisconsin. And they did it again. I said, I can't believe they do it again. And I called the pollster and I said, you know, why would they say 17? Why don't they just, because they're crooked. It's, you know, Washington Post, ABC. Mm. And they said 17 points. You know what that does? That keeps people home. They say, we love the president, but if he's going to lose by 17 points, and in my opinion, I won the state. But even if you go by their fake numbers, it was extremely close, right? Extremely. They said I was going to lose by 17 to 19 points. Uh, these are corrupt people. This is a very well, corrupt thank gosh.
2: Some of the judges, you put in hundreds of federal judges, one of whom, just blocked DACA uh, a week ago, and uh, I think that the judges could save us in time for you or someone that you handpick, uh
3: in twenty twenty-four. I just involved. hope they have the courage. <laughs> I hope they have the courage. Oh, the judges they're under oh, a lot of the judges. They're under a lot of pressure, in my opinion, because we've had some very good cases before judges, and the judges just don't have the courage, including the Supreme Court. They haven't had the courage to do much, right? I, uh, it, I want I to say to President Trump.
2: I remember when you won back in uh, November of 2016, I was at Mar-a-Lago, that's when I first really met you maybe once before then, and I went up to you and people said, oh, don't go near me, The Secret Service will stop you, and you waved me over, you're a big guy, I'm not a big guy, you put your arm around me, and you waved the Secret Service away, and you said, no, no, without this guy, I wouldn't be president, I tried to warn you about the backstabbers, I warned you about the, the walrus, the mustache, remember you even asked me, and I said, don't, don't trust the walrus? I I backed you. I backed you before 11. I backed you before Hannity. They all backed Cruz. They mocked you. I'm going to say this. If you run again, I'd like to be on your kitchen cabinet. I have very good eyes and ears for people. You do.
3: You do. You get it. You've been doing it a long time and you're smart. And your son is even smarter than you. How's he doing? Okay? (laughs) I love when you called him when we met. He's the best of the both of us. You know how the child is supposed to be better than the parent, right? My no, wife God. is a, a winner, and he's a winner. It's great. It's great. Well, it's great genes. It's great genes. But well, all it's, say it's, you know frank. you know the business. You get it. And uh, that's a terrific thing. Well, I hope to be able to
2: see you prior to the elections. Uh, you can trust me and my family like nobody else, because we never Absolutely. asked you. We never asked you for anything. Well, we don't want right. anything. All we want is America to be great again. And you are our greatest hope right now, Donald Trump.
3: Well, you want America to survive because there's a very thin line right now between survival and not because this country is going to a level of, of left that nobody can imagine, including Bernie Sanders, who's going around saying, I can't believe this stuff has happened. This is far more than he ever talked about. Yes, He wouldn't have been able to talk about this. He's and deep uh, deep we won the election, but even if you go by their numbers, it was a 50-50 deal. It was like so close. And then, so what happened? You know, I got 75 million votes, the most ever gotten by a city city president. There's no mandate for him no to change your country. No mandate
2: whatsoever. Who told him that we wanted communism? Where was no, the electoral election? election? You were saying, watch out for socialism, and now we have open communism, and we're yeah. supposed to sit here and make believe it's
3: perfect. Well, the press and the media, the big tech, of course. But the press is just—they just play right into the hands. They won't talk about. It. You could find the worst things ever with regard to the other side. They will never write about it. It's unbelievable. I think at some point they have to, because people are seeing it. So we'll see what
2: happens. Before you run, there's enormous voter remorse for those who left you and went over and voted for him. Even amongst Democrats, they cannot believe what's happening to our borders, language, and culture. If the election were held today again, seeing what this gang has done to this nation under the Biden-Pelosi gang, and I say that because Kamala Harris is a factotum of the Pelosi people here in San Francisco, the best I can figure out, they would not have voted for this man. You would have won by a landslide. Yeah.
3: Well, we talked about it. We said he was against energy. We said he's against all of the things that happened. We said he's for open borders. And it's not him. I really don't believe it's Joe Biden. I think it's a group of people that nobody has been able to figure out. But uh, what they're doing, they're destroying the country. The country is being destroyed. They're emptying their prisons out into our countries. Their prisons are going to be empty. And these are prisoners worse than anybody that we have. These are killers.
2: These are are hardcore gang members. They scare the hell out of all of us. We have a crime wave under biden of minorities attacking jews attacking asians true and, and true. biden has never said one thing about the hate crimes against asians the hate crimes against orthodox jews in new york i've not seen anything like this since nazi germany and that doofus says nothing yeah no it's all right Look, i know i promise sad, very sad time but we'll get it back we're gonna get it back i promised margo i would not keep you and i know that. Okay. When, when you you and i get talking we could go on i don't want to be we a, could. i don't want to let it go on too long I hope to see you. God bless you. God bless Melania. God bless your son. God bless
3: your family. We love you very much. Thank you, Michael. Keep it going. You're, very imp- you're a very important voice. I don't even think you, you know how important, but you are a very
2: important voice. Keep it going. Thank you so much, President Trump. Thanks, Michael. i it's it's well. with you. Nice thank you. Thank you. Bye.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. That was a pretty, you know, that was a pretty organic interview. You know, a pretty organic interview there between Michael Savage and President Trump. They sound like they're just talking like they're just, you know, shooting it. You know what I mean? Uh, Like it wasn't even a real interview to begin with. And then there's this information that President Trump is giving us that uh, apparently they're emptying out the jails and uh, the prisons around the world and they're sending them to America. What are we, Australia? I mean, is that what we've come down to? So anyways, guys. This is just building a better case for 2022 and 2024, but don't you guys forget, we're gonna figure out 2020 before we get to that. So especially when we're talking about how uh, they had, uh, what, even in the state of Texas, now that they're calling for a forensic audit of the most populous counties here in the state, that stuff's got to get done before March of 2022, guys, because we're already going into election season after that. It's got to get done well before that. All right, guys, before we get into the topic of decertification and certification and all that stuff, let's t- let's hop over to Hawaii real quick. Hawaii was in the news, believe it or not, most recently. Oh, let me pull that up for you guys real quick what was I doing? Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Hawaii was in the news. All right. So uh, we actually had a new story coming for Hawaii talking about a woman who has pled guilty to unauthorized removal and retention of classified material. Now, when I read the story, I was like, Ooh, I could probably do a three story lead in about espionage and stuff like that. But this is not quite espionage. Even people who are um, uh, proving to act like people who do espionage, it's not espionage unless it is. Um, and I don't have the receipts for other stories. But in this case, we had a press release coming out from Washington, D.C. C. in regards to a story that had happened. Now, according to the story, now this is from actually from the DOJ, a Hawaiian woman pleaded guilty to one count of knowingly removing classified information concerning the national defense or foreign relations of the United States and retaining it at an unauthorized location. According to court documents, Asia Genet Leverolo, Leverolo? 31 years old, of Honolulu, admitted to having removed and retained numerous classified documents, writings, and notes relating to the national defense of foreign relations of the United States without authority. While working as an executive assistant for the United States Indo-Pacific Command in Hawaii, Laverlo accepted a temporary assignment working at the United States Embassy in the Philippines. There, she had access to classified computers and documents and attended classified meetings as part of her official duties. Court documents list several specific instances in which Laverlo mishandled classified materials of the United States. According to her plea, on March 20th, 2020, Laverlo removed classified documents from the United States Embassy in Manila. She took the classified documents to her hotel room where she hosted a dinner party later in the evening. And among the guests were two foreign nationals. During the party, a co-worker discovered the documents, which included documents classified at the secret level. Laverolo's temporary assignment in the Philippines was ultimately terminated due to her mishandling of secret classified documents. After Laverolo returned to Hawaii, instiga- investigators executed a search warrant at her government workplace. Now, in her desk, Investigators found a notebook containing laverello's handwritten notes of meetings she attended while working in the United States Embassy in Manila. The notes contained facts and information classified at the confidential and secret levels. Investigators determined that Laverillo personally transported the documents to Hawaii unsecured and kept the classified notebooks at an unsecure location until at least April 13th. 2020. Investigators also discovered that Laverolo included information from the classified notebook in a January 16, 2020 email from her personal Gmail account to her unclassified United States government email account. This information she transmitted over unsecured networks was classified at the secret level. So, um, Uh, I mean, obviously this stuff happens. I mean, I think it's quite interesting that these people could make a, um, (laughs) sorry, that these people could make, uh, like we're seeing here, the DOJ coming down on this woman. Now we don't know what these documents about. We don't know what she was hoarding uh, uh, from uh, the embassy in Manila. We don't know anything about that, right? They're not giving us any of that information, but it's very interesting to note How someone like her, according to this press release, can get sentenced up to five years in prison and a $250,000 fine. And yet you have all of these yahoos out here who are setting up fake email accounts, uh, a la Hillary Clinton, on Yahoo. I said Yahoo, didn't I? Pun intended. For all intentions um, purposeful, uh, Yahoo's probably one of the most insecure, unsecure uh, um, email, uh, uh, platforms that you can use. Like they're so, it's so easily hackable, right? Yahoo is so, but they don't get away with it. Uh, there are stories that are coming out now about, uh, uh emails transpiring between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden on insecure inse- platforms, you know, but they're not getting in trouble for that. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting to note I guess, is is this Miss Lavarolo of Hawaii, is she small potatoes, or is it just that they're trying to show good face for actually prosecuting uh, when things like this come up, when people are actually caught in the bouts of it? Now... There was this interesting story that come up on Tory Says that talked about how um, Hunter Biden and his friends over at Rosemont Seneca were actually performing espionage-like activities between the United States of America, their business associates, and Saudi Arabia. And the story just went so far to go as to show you how they actually performed these types of functions. It didn't name any type of specific espionage, but... Uh, The fact of the matter is that if they're performing espionage activities like that and they're doing it for profit, not to not to not to mention, I mean, they're doing it to make some money. So apparently there's some intent there. You know, uh, what's to say that Hunter Biden and his buddies at Rosemont Seneca and even illegitimate pedo Joe himself are not performing espionage against the United States of America? That's kind of what I'm saying here. So anyways, uh, the story goes on to say that this Miss Laverello of Hawaii, uh, she did plead guilty to charges of unauthorized removal and retention of classified documents or material and faces up to five years in prison Three years of supervised release and a fine of $250,000. So, wouldn't it be nice to see if they would actually come down on other individuals that have actually been proven to have committed? types of espionage, or if not just, you know, um, um, uh, treating, um, a government, uh, top secret and confidential information on servers that are not, you know, and then, you know, blit beaching them or, you know, smashing servers or whatever, but anyhow. So that was a story out of Hawaii. I thought was pretty interesting. One to follow that up is going on with the office of the inspector general um, so that story that came out uh, today or yesterday had to do with an OIG report where they found that senior FBI officials were having unauthorized contact with media and they were also taking gifts for media. Now, huh. <sighs> Having been in operations and business, like, you know, you know, it's not ethical to be taking gifts from vendors. And I would say in this case, if you were to take it that way, at least as business goes, that the media would be vendors (laughs) for the FBI or vice versa. Right. But. Uh the, the thing about this story, when I was thinking about it, I was like, God, I was like, so the FBI and the media, it's not ethical to take gifts. It's not, it's not ethical to hang out with them. Why would that be? Well, obviously because the FBI, if so inspired by, you know, whatever gifts that they're giving out to individuals would probably most likely, mm, I don't know, leak some information. And indeed, that's how the story went on to go. Now it says from the office of the inspector general on Tuesday, they released its findings of misconduct by then senior FBI officials for having numerous unauthorized contacts with the media and accepting unauthorized gifts. A senior FBI official had numerous unauthorized contacts. The FBI received tickets to black tie dinners, had unauthorized lunches and dinners, and other social engagements with reporters. Now, this from... Um, The OIG report, it said, The OIG investigation substantiated the allegations that senior FBI officials had numerous unauthorized contacts with the media from 2014 through 2016 in violation of FBI policy. Makes perfect sense that you would have someone from the FBI in the golden years of President Trump's administration... Meeting with the media to leak information—could this uh, this then top senior of FBI official? Could they that could they have been the one that was leaking all of the stuff about Comey and about you know all of this information? I mean, very well it could have been. We don't know because the OIG report does not go on to describe that, but it does go on to give everyone a good example of the fact that this activity does. Transpire, and so um, I thought it was uh, you know worth mentioning. The OIG also found that Senator, the senior FBI official, violated federal regulations and FBI uh, policy when the senior FBI official accepted tickets from members of the media to two black tie dinner events, one valued at two hundred twenty five dollars and the other at three hundred dollars. Not quite as expensive as that dinner that uh, Hunter Biden's friends were throwing for some people over in Delaware from Rosemont Seneca, and received transportation to one event from a reporter all without prior authorization. According to the OIG, the FBI official retired before the OIG contacted them for interview. When When he was contacted for an interview, the FBI official declined and the OIG was not authorized to compel testimony. So it's long gone, forgotten, and written in the dust, and no one cares about it anymore. But They're going to report to us that these things did occur. So I would just take that as a boon to the fact that we know what we're talking about when we say that these people are leaking documents and they're performing unethical uh, activities in order to uh, provide that documentation to, for whatever benefit it, it comes to the reporter. Of course, the reporter wants to get their inside scoop or what have you. Um, but again, that just goes to show that these types of activities do happen and it does happen for a reason. Hey, Deplore Laura, how you doing over there? <laughs> how you doing over there in Twitch? I hope you're holding up nice and fine. Sorry you didn't get my uh, notification, but you're welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, yes, uh, here we go on with the rest of the show. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for the moment that we have been waiting for. okay. I know I came at you guys kind of hot and heavy the other night, whenever we were talking about Karen Fan. Now I would say I did some justice by not going off on Karen Fan. Oh, Doreen Merck is over at Twitch, how you two ladies doing? Oh, I'm glad you guys are hanging out together, bringing the light to Twitch. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. Uh, but as I was saying, uh, I, I don't think I did. I don't think I went too heavy on Karen Fan. I could have. I was in that moment, guys, where I was like, Karen, why are you sounding so dismissive? You worked so hard. Anyways, uh, so all, I mean, the questions abounded, ladies and gentlemen. The questions abounded. Everyone was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So you're trying to tell me that we did this entire forensic audit in the state of Arizona for nothing? Just to look mean and gritty? And then just to slink back once it was over? Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, yes, indeed. That was the question of the hour. I saw it in the chat, I'm sure everyone felt it. Everyone was kinda like, "God, like really? Like they fought so hard just to look good just to let it go? Well, fortunately, ladies and gentlemen, that is not the case. That might've been part of strategy, I hope in my saying so here on the C Report, and I don't think it will affect anything in the grand scheme of things, but I hope, I hope we're not kind of like, you know, letting the cat out of the bag. Now, to be fair, everyone's been on top of it. Everyone, everyone who's, I won't qualify that statement, but a lot of people have been on top of it. People who are really paying attention and are really fighting for this country have been on top of it since Karen Fan made that statement, because everyone was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Everyone was like, "Wait, hold on, Karen Fan." We did not just go through this entire audit. You did not just fight as hard as you did. You did not battle the demons of lawfare. You did not just jab the AG of the United States of America in the balls just to say, oh, we have no jurisdiction. If, 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 right? Like to be like, oh, we can't do nothing about it here at the Arizona Senate. Okay. I get it. We love you, Karen fan. Okay. We have not given up hope on you just yet. Not by means, not by a long shot. Okay. Not by a long shot. She's a smart woman. Okay. So uh, this whole thing, and some of you guys are probably aware of this already, I promise you, but there are Constitutional means to the end, okay, so basically what we're talking about here is that just like I said yesterday because this has been kind of like a roller coaster since uh, Monday, right? Just like I said yesterday, perhaps Karen Van did not mean it goes to the Congress federal style. Maybe she means legislatively speaking within their own state because after all, states' rights. Um, Trump, you know, federal or national rights, what have you, right? Okay, the the rights of the state. And just as we're about to discover throughout the next few minutes of our discourse, it, it does indeed go back to the states. The elections were made to be controlled by the states. So the only question that we're really going to have to focus on right now is what kind of support does recalling the electors have from the House and the Senate of each state legislature where these discrepancies, the fraud, the criminality has been found in regards to these election audits. It's going to go back to the House and the Senate of your state, ladies and gentlemen. So if you are in the state of Arizona right now, I would strongly urge you to contact all of your representatives and to speak to everyone that you know and let them know that you want them to decertify these electors because just as Lieutenant Colonel Senator Wendy Rogers said, I've had enough. I've seen enough. We need to decertify these electors. We need to get to the bottom of this right now. November 3, as Mr. Bannon would say, has not been answered, solved by a long shot until we see prosecution. Okay. And that could come down to decertifying, which it should, or that could come down just to simply saying that this was an illegitimate election and we need to have a re-election. If you want to have a re-election, if you want to decertify, I'm there with you guys. But this is where Arizona is going to lead. I mean, Texas, I'm a Texan. I'm very proud of my state. But Arizona is leading the way in this is history making. This has never happened in the history of these United States of America and Arizona is leading the way. And now if the people of Arizona prompted their senators so hard to get this far, will they prompt them to go all the way? Will we make it to home plate? Will we get a grand slam with this Arizona audit? I feel like we will, okay? And I mean, like I said, guys, Karen fan made that statement over the weekend. I came here on Monday, like a, like I just like a depressed, like a, I was a negative Nancy. I was like, don't get depressed guys, even though I was crying, right? Okay. (laughs) I was like, don't be sad guys, (laughs) but they've been all over it. Okay. So what we have for you guys here right now, I have two constitutional lawyers in conversation. I'm going to share these conversations with you guys. So you can hear it from them themselves in regards to the steps that we will go to move forward with this election audit. The hope has not been lost. It is still very much, we are still very much in play here, guys. So there's no reason to stop or back down now. It is time to go, guys. Okay, so let me go ahead and get this one rolling for you all first. Now, this is a brief conversation between uh, John Eastman and uh, Mr. Bannon. (laughs) There on Steve Bannon's War Room in regards to the constitutionality of the Arizona legislator moving forward with legally decertifying this fraudulent election in the state of Arizona. Here we go. This is take one.
4: Fan, what she just said. I think it was one American News. Great interview. Um, what uh, talk to her about? Uh, talk talk to us about what you think her authority is. I think I know what she's doing this, but what do you, what is John Eastman? The president's constitutional uh, authority. What what do you think about her actual uh, the powers of the Arizona Senate after you have the evidence, the data and the proof uh, that uh, that Joe Biden did not win the state?
5: Well, you know, I mean, we're in uncharted territory, but there are a couple of things to point to. We can point to the uh, Hawaii election of 1960, uh, when the governor subsequently certified another slate of electors after they discovered error in the initial certification. We can point to Section 2 of Title 3 of the United States Code that says when an, a state has had an election and has failed to make a choice on the day prescribed by law, which is, you know, the choice that was made was it was if, if you know, the assumption is it was fraudulently given because of. The illegal votes, the electors may be appointed on a subsequent day in such manner as the legislature of such state may direct. So that recognizes the authority of the legislature to fix a problem. Uh, we also have a backdrop of common law, which is when you have a fraud, the actions taken pursuant to the fraud are unraveled after the discovery of the fraud. If the evidence really does come in as definitive that the election and the electorals cast from Arizona were fraudulently given, and they should have given the other direction, then I think there is ample authority to fix this problem we don't have to live with a fraud in an election
4: this is all in fact this is all that that the president and you were asking for on january 6th was just to revert it back to the i think arizona georgia and pennsylvania had all made contact i think with mitch mcconnell saying hey we think we had an issue with the actual certification of the electors uh, the process we're going through now, these full forensic audits, that's quite frankly a version of what this is essentially what you guys want to do send it back to the Senate and let them get to the bottom. Was the certification process correct or not? Is, is that is that uh, was that your thinking?
5: Well, yeah, you can look at you can look at my statements on January 6th and the president's statements and tweets on January 6th. What the vice president was asked to do is simply accede to requests from the several state legislatures to give us a week to try and get to the bottom of this. Pennsylvania's was particularly good. The Senate pro tem leader of the, of the Pennsylvania Senate said our electors were fraudulently cast, illegally cast because of grievous uh, violations of our state law, the manner we had set out for choosing electors. Give us a week to see if we can get to the bottom of it. And then let you know whether to count those electors or to do something else, and that's what the vice president refused to do on uh, January sixth.
4: Do you think Karen Fan? The reason she said this, the way she said it, is that to make sure that the focus now is getting to the bottom of what happened she's got this full forensic audit they're doing account right now they've got this issue with the canvas Merrick Garland is threading you know applying criminal penalties for anybody involved in the canvas plus they obviously have the machines to do it you got Mike Lindell's air game that's going to come up in in mid-August what do you think her rationale is given that I, I assume you believe she's not absolutely technically correct
5: right I look I, I've, I've long said that the precondition for even discussions about possible remedies is definitive proof of, of not only election fraud, but election fraud significant enough to have affected the results of the election in enough states to have re- affected the results of the electoral college vote as well and then we can start talking about remedy but i think it's important to acknowledge the constitution does not set out a remedy and it doesn't foreclose remedies here this really is sui generis it's it's something we've never dealt with before and that the constitution doesn't give us a clear roadmap on
4: john eastman how can people follow you how can they get access to you sir
5: Best way is uh, through the website at the Claremont Institute, uh, claremont.org. That's C-L-A-R-E-M-O-N-T dot org.
4: Love the guys at Claremont and uh, particularly very fond of you, Uh, John Eastman. You've been a hero. You've stood in the breach and you will not back down. Thank you very much for joining us here in the war room.
1: Thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. So that's clue number one. Coming from uh, John Eastman over on Bannon's War Room. They're kind of talking about let's clarify a little bit here what's going on. Let's clarify. And you could clearly see that Steve Bannon was batting for Karen Fan because, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't watching other people or other reports. I don't know how bad people could have come down on Karen Fan. All I know is that after I heard her say what she had said, I could hear all of the black pill pessimists just going, Karen fan has turned on us. Rawr! Like Alex Jones, right? Like, I don't know if he did or not. Cause I don't watch the show, but I mean, who wouldn't, right? Who wouldn't? It's like, sometimes you got to wait. Sometimes you got to dig a little bit deeper. Fortunately, these people did for me because I was like, Hey, but, you know, I kind of always kind of gathered, hey, they did say that the elections, they're owned by the states. They're owned by the states. So when Karen Fan said Congress will determine, I was like, huh? I was like, I was like, how? I was like, wait, Congress at a national, federal level, they're not the ones who choose your electors. And isn't, you know, fighting HR1 about not allowing centralization of the federal government over state elections. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen. So I guess it takes a little bit of common sense also, and kind of knowing your constitution to have uh, uh, been able to um, field your way through that storm of information. I guess if you want to call it that, because again, here, it's pretty clear. She was saying what she was saying for a reason. And, uh, God bless her. So, okay. So the next, uh, to give you a little bit more proof on the constitutionality of the States to the certify their elections, should they want to, because this is going to boil down to this ladies and gentlemen, it's going to boil down to it. Yes. It's probably going to have to go through the AG. So at this point, we're going to have to hope and pray that AG Branovich who wants to run for Senate Hopefully, he does right by his constituents, by the people in the state of Arizona. Hopefully, he gets out of his hibernation and he decides to do something about it because he hasn't even pressed Maricopa County on uh, su- uh, on, on dodging their subpoenas like they're in violation of court order. The court said, Maricopa County, thou shalt turn over your... Your, your routers, thou shalt turn over your Splunk logs, thou shalt turn over your Dominion passwords. And if you don't got them, you better get them from Dominion so you can give them to the state Senate so they can finish their audit because this is a constitutional means by which we're doing this. But they haven't done it and neither has Branovich. Bronovich has not at all had all addressed the fact that Maricopa County Board of Supervisors has totally, totally dipped out on court order and has not. It's been what? It's been what? Like they did this in April. They probably had. I think they had those court, those subpoenas since like January. We're we're seven months into the year. that uh, that the Senate has ordered that these uh, um, items and materials be turned over to do this audit and Maricopa County has still gotten away without doing it and no one has been held to the irons for it? I don't understand. How do Democrats and liberals and progressives and communists and socialists and they say progressives, how do they get away with this? How do they get away with avoiding a court order for six or seven months and no one says anything? A.G. Branovich, you need to wake up, sir, or we're not going to elect you to the state Senate or the federal Senate. I don't know where you're going for. A.G. Branovich trying to get out of Arizona. That's all I know. But at the same, yes, yes. Deplore Laura says she still has faith. We should all have faith. You guys over in the chat at Foxhole Family. I know you guys have faith. So that's what we're going to do. We're gonna pray, dear God. Make A. G. Bronovich see the light and get out of his slothful slumber and do something, okay? Because that's probably where this is gonna go next. And after it goes to Bronovich, it's gonna go to the state legislature, and then there needs to be, there needs to be, uh, there needs to be between the House and the Senate in the state of Arizona. That is how they're going to get these electors recalled, or they're going to get a new election, or they're going to decertify the election. It's going to boil down to the legislative house of the state of Arizona, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it's going to boil down to. These are the people who are working. These are the people who've been fighting. It's the people now right we don't need anything else we have this this is what this has been about guys this is what this has been all about this has been about the works and the actions of the people activating waking up getting you know a little bit of fire under their feet and doing something about it that's why we are where we are right now and so the fight is not over it's not done yet especially if you're in the state of Arizona <laughs> You need to do something. This is the time. This is where you show those who are in power, those who believe that they govern us. This is where you show them that we do the governing. You do the bidding. And that's the way that this constitutional republic was set up and it's about time that they remembered. Maybe they need to wake up. We've been we've been asleep in our own slumber of complacency and laziness and whatever else it is. There's plenty of reasons why we've been asleep, lazy, and complacent. Plenty of reasons. But they have been asleep in their own beer goggle dimension of power. And it's about time we shattered those beer goggles. It's about time we put them under our boots and let them know we're awake, we're here, and it's not going to go that way anymore. We're about to enter into a new era, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to enter into a new era of existence. The former days have passed away, y'all. The former days have passed away. It's now the time of the people, and none of these power-hungry, money-hungry, individual Satanists, even if you want to call them that, their day's done. Those days, they're gone. Bye-bye. Okay. It's time for us to, you know, uh, hike up our pants and hike up our skirts and march because that's what it's going to take. That's why we have been awakened. That's what everything that happened between 2015 and 2020 has been about. It has been about exactly this moment, ladies and gentlemen. It's been about us waking up and activating and doing something and not just allowing someone else to do it for us. In other words, don't hand me the the dinners to put up into the, you do it yourself, girl. because now is the time for you to move. If you want to get somewhere in your life, that's what it's going to take. Not having other people do things for you. There's no pleasure in having people service you. You take the pleasure in serving yourself and others. Okay. So, okay, let's go into the next one that I was telling you guys about. This is, uh, this is actually an interview between Jordan Conradson of the Gateway Pundit. And I've been following Jordan's work from day one and, uh, also, uh, an, a constitutional attorney and elections attorney by the name of David Shistukas. <laughs> I probably did up for a Shistokas, He'll say it for me. Uh, Jordan mispronounces it anyways, but it's okay. All right. So, uh, okay, well, what's important about this uh, elections attorney, this constitutional lawyer, is that uh, not only did he serve as an officer on the Chicago Board of Elections, he was actually a member of President Trump's legal team during all those hearings So we're going to bring in this United States constitutional lawyer to give us a little bit more of a definition of what is going on so we can figure out, ladies and gentlemen, that we have not lost yet. This is not a loss. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, based on what we're learning here tonight, I would damn well say that we are still winning. Here's that interview. This is Jordan Conrads here with the Gateway Pundit. I'm here with attorney David Shostowska,
6: the hearing officer for the Chicago Board of Elections. David was in Pennsylvania after the election last year as a member of President Trump's legal team. Dave has been involved in elections and election law for over 30 years, and he's the author of two books, Creating the Declaration of Independence and Constitutional Soundbites, available on Amazon in print and Kindle. Now, you're a constitutional expert and an elections expert. What is the role of the state legislature in elections and what authority does the Constitution grant
7: them? The role of the uh, state legislatures, of course the uh, founding fathers wanted to put the control of elections they wanted number one to make it decentralized and put it as close to the uh, people as possible. And so they um, set the rules basically to allow the state legislatures to pick the times, places, manners, regulate regulate elections generally. But uh, when it comes to uh, the situation regarding the electors of the uh, of the presidential um, of the presidential choices of the electoral college, the Constitution gives the uh, states what they call plenary power. It's one of the very few uh, one of the very few grants of plenary power within the uh, within the Constitution, and by that means, uh, the state legislatures have the authority by themselves without the uh, participation of either the executive or the, uh, or the judiciary to in fact uh, set, the, uh, set the standards for choosing electors. It's in article two, uh, section one, and it actually is it's easiest if I just read it directly because it says each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct a number of electors equal to the whole number of senators and representatives to which the state may be entitled in, in Congress. So it's pretty clear because it says, as the legislature thereof may direct. It doesn't say as the state may direct. When, when, the, uh, when, when the Congress, uh, when the Constitution is drafted and they're looking to uh, refer to the state as a whole, that is that the state is passing a, passing a law to do something, they're referring to the legislature and the executive branch and the, uh, and the ratification of that, perhaps by the uh, judiciary of the state. As uh, pro- provided under state constitution, but when they've given plenary power to the legislature alone, uh, it's an amazing—it was an amazing, amazing power. And so uh, that's what's—that's uh, kind of what's issued in, uh, um, of course, Arizona as, as we speak, and uh, ongoing in uh, in Pennsylvania, or excuse me, ongoing in Georgia, and upcoming in Pennsylvania very, very soon. Uh, the legislatures are exercising their Article Two, Section One authority to uh, um, make certain that the electors were chosen according to the laws set by the legislature. And in so many places uh, in November 3rd, um, that didn't happen. Uh, the, uh, the executive branches and the, uh, uh, in many instances, the courts uh, rewrote election law uh, during, the, uh, during the course of the election in November, um, ahead, of, uh, ahead of the election in November. They entered into any number of uh, any number of activities under the excuse of COVID, and of course, uh, COVID is there are no um, there are no pandemic exceptions to the Constitution. You know, it's uh, it's kind of interesting to to note in 1775 to 1782, huge huge uh, smallpox pandemic going on uh, in the uh, in the North American continent. It spread across all of North America. One out of every three people. Um, they contracted smallpox during that period of time, died. But somehow or other, they still issued the Declaration of Independence. They drafted the Articles of Confederation and adopted those. They won the Revolutionary War. And uh, somehow or other, they didn't call things off because there was a smallpox pandemic. So if you think about the historical uh, historical circumstances of the creation of the nation, there was no, uh, no indication ever that a uh, public health emergency would lead to the suspension of uh, of either our rights or the suspension of other other legal protections that we have for running our democracy.
6: Mm-hmm. So the the state legislature has plenary authority over the electors in their state. What will it take to decertify Arizona's election to recall to recall these electors?
7: You know, I, I want to note a couple of days ago, uh, uh, State Senate uh, Arizona State Senate President uh, Karen Fan uh, made some comments in response to some questions during an interview about the limits on the power of the Arizona Senate. And I might mention that um, for the most part, ninety percent, ninety-nine percent of what uh, Senator Fan had to say was correct because he uh, said they when asked about a question about recall of electors. She said, well, the Senate doesn't have that power. She's correct in that regard, because who has the power is the legislature, in which case it would be the uh, House and Senate acting in concert. That doesn't mean that the Senate can't continue doing what it's doing in terms of auditing the election for the purposes of uh, perhaps drafting future elections. But let's just say for one moment uh, that, in fact, the end result of the audit is um, a factual conclusion that the uh, Senate reaches that in fact the election was con- conducted contrary to the laws of the state of Arizona, and that is enough to indicate that that law was uh, that that sent- that election was conducted conducted uh, unconstitutionally, and as a result, uh, the Senate can make that finding. Uh, the Senate can in fact do uh, referrals if they find wrongdoing to uh, both the U.S. Attorney and the uh, Arizona Attorney General. Uh, for uh, possible criminal prosecution. But the Senate does not have the authority on its own to, in fact, recall electors or uh, decertify the election, as it were. The Senate and House acting in concert uh, by way likely of what we would call a joint resolution do, in fact, under Article 2, have, in fact, the power to declare. If they were to make a declaration that, in fact, the electors were chosen, contrary to Arizona law, and that's all from a legal standpoint. They would need to uh, need to do. From a political standpoint, obviously, they need to present evidence to uh, evidence to the people to their constituents. But from a legal standpoint, if they were to declare that those were those uh, electors were chosen in a fashion that was contrary to uh, state law because of the actions of uh, either the uh, executive or uh, judicial branches of government, the state legislature has in fact declared that those electors were chosen unconstitutionally. And if those, in which case they can uh, recall them, the legislature acting as a whole again—not the Senate by itself—but the legislature acting as a whole uh, together can, in fact, do such a thing. They can declare those electors chosen unconstitutional. And here's the—and here's the here's the point, uh, Jordan, in terms of what the law is on subjects like that. People, are, you know, everybody's uh, saying about everything that happened since November, that there was the certification the vote center, but. The uh, the law is is that if the government does an unconstitutional act, there is no action of government in the future that in fact can make that act constitutional retroactively. So. Right. So, if in fact they make this declaration that these uh, these electors were chosen unconstitutional, then whatever happened on December eighth, which is what uh, the Congress has in its laws, what they call a safe safe harbor date, whatever happens on December the twelfth, which is where the uh, legislators or the electors meet in their capitals and cast their votes, whatever happens on January sixth, where they open the votes and uh, and then uh, announce them in Congress, and whatever happens on January twentieth none of that changes that those, uh, those actions were not constitutional and those votes were void uh, from the moment that they were created. And so uh, so it, as, as we were talking before, it's kind of a back to the future thing because if Arizona, uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia were in fact to um, get together or not get together but uh, individually make the same declaration and, and say that those electors were elected illegally, unconstitutionally, then and decide as well to send new electors, then the uh, Joe Biden administration, from the standpoint of the law, has never existed. Uh, It's sort of like we were talking, you know, Doc Brown went to the future and he made a change. And when he made a change, then that changed all the paperwork, all the pictures, everything that took place in the past before Doc Brown made the the change. Well, that's it. From a legal standpoint, oh, it wipes out everything um, before that. Now, a pl- from a political standpoint, a, that's the legal. That's the legal standpoint. I would suggest that there's plenty of evidence to, for the uh, legislatures in various states to make those findings. Um, should they uh, should they have the political courage to do that? I do not know. I can't. I can't predict that. Um, should they make a, make and send those findings? Um, Senator Fan uh, possibly uh, related, you know, something about maybe there's some congressional action. Technically speaking, there would be no need for congressional action. Technically speaking, there's no need for the uh, Supreme Court to weigh in. Technically speaking, Joe Biden just never existed as president. Not president, right. Now, um, how, the, uh, how the people uh, in power, the people that have the keys of the White House at the moment would react in that circumstance, I can't predict. Uh, you know, I could, bring, but the but the plenary power gives it absolutely to the legislatures to make such declarations, such findings. It's beyond the uh, it's beyond the authority of the Supreme Court. It's beyond the authority of the uh, leg- uh, the executive and judicial branches of the legislature of the various states. Um, whether they'll let, whether they have that courage or not, I do not know. This situation is so unique that um, as um, again we talked about other times. Um, I spent time in Pennsylvania. I wound up, uh, testifying in Gettysburg. Um, what's kind of interesting about that was the meeting that was beforehand in Gettysburg when, um, we were talking to the, uh, to the various legislators that were there. For the most part, they did not grasp or were unaware of the authority that they had under the constitution to pursue, uh, these matters to investigate and, and make appropriate changes. And so, uh, Part of the part of the reason that some things have been going on for so long is the legislators waking up to what their actual constitutional authority is. And that's been an educational process. And so presumably uh, as they move along, they'll understand that Um, what, uh, what what constitutional action they decide to take that I can't predict. But I can say that when anybody ever says that there is no legal way out of what the circumstances is, they've Certainly, got an incomplete legal analysis because it's not that that's right. that's, that's that's not the case. There is, in fact, a, a legal way out. Um, now, uh, how um, how the various actors will respond should that legal uh, legal action be pursued, that I can't predict. Mm-hmm. So,
6: I know when you were in Pennsylvania, you told Pennsylvania state senators that Pennsylvania was no longer a republic. Can you, Can you explain what you meant by that?
7: Sure. You know, there's a um, Another constitutional provision that indicates that uh, says that the United States government shall uh, guarantee that each state has a republican, small r, form of government, um, and I and everybody uh, and there's elements to uh, what that term meant in uh, 1787 and uh, when the Constitution was drafted and through 1789 uh, when it was ratified, and that understanding was is that there was a government that was. Uh, Put together by elected, uh, that laws were passed by elected officials, that there was a written constitution, that there was protection for minority rights. And those minority rights that we're referring to have nothing to do with gender, skin color, or some Mm -hmm. immutable characteristics of human beings these days. Those minority rights have to do with uh, uh, minority of thought, you know, uh, in terms of of your conscience, in terms of uh, uh, religious preferences, uh, in terms of the things that people think. And so those were the protection, those were minority right protections that are considered to be part of the republic uh, and, and changes and and also distribution of power between uh, branches of government as opposed to uh, single single places of power. When you have those elements, in fact, operating the way they're supposed to, you have a republic. In the summer of 2020, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court lost its mind uh, or decided to go wild, or I'm not sure exactly what they did, Mm -hmm. but they put together any number of rulings, and some of which went on during the time I was there, which was really crazy. I was there for 10 days before the election and for uh, a month afterwards. And uh, they were coming out with rulings daily, but among these rulings had to do with, um, oh, they said you don't have to, uh, not only did you not have to verify signatures that came in on on, uh, mail-in ballots, You actually they actually issued an order prohibiting people from verifying signatures. Okay, that's contrary to state law. When they put together uh, another provision, they said, "Okay, uh, we know the state law says, in fact, that you have to uh, have your mail-in ballot in by eight o'clock on Election Day. Otherwise, it doesn't count. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court, went, no, that's not such a window. No, it's not such a big thing. So you don't have to do that. And and we'll, have, we'll allow that to three days afterwards. And I win. we know that state losses are supposed to be supposed to be postmarked, you know. But you know the USPS doesn't; they're not all that good. They don't always get postmarks right. So we, you don't even have to check postmarks. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a series of rulings uh, by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court that, in fact, ultimately abrogated the uh, election laws of uh, the state of Pennsylvania. There weren't any anymore. Which means that ultimately, the people that it, ultimately the election jurisdictions, the people that were running the election, were no longer in charge of counting votes. They were in, in charge of appointing winners. Uh, wow. And if and if they're in charge of appointing winners, what do you have? You have an aristocracy. That's right. You cannot have public. Okay. Good. So uh, and so, and that was among the things that I was testifying to. Because the Pennsylvania Supreme Court essentially set up an aristocracy in the state of Pennsylvania. They said, you know, if you got these, you can you can, you can give us any numbers you want because we don't we're not checking signatures, we're not checking postmarks, we don't care when these ballots came in. It doesn't matter. So you tell us why and we'll believe you. Uh, that sounds like that's not a republic. Okay, uh, that's right. You know, there's a important uh, important part of the uh, declaration of independence
6: a, a re- republic represents the people correct
7: yeah yeah that's right yeah there's no um, yeah there's no aristocracy we've uh, they actually out the constitution itself actually outlawed out- outlaws titles of nobility and yet somehow or other um uh, you know we have uh, the honorable um, election judge uh <laughs> that gets to uh, gets the cotton gets to not only count the votes but gets to decide which votes they're going to count the winner. right yeah. Yes. Um, crazy. So
6: if, if the, I mean, the freight train of audits, it's in full steam. If we find fraud in, in States across the nation, what can we, the people do to, to make sure that our legislators stand up for our voting rights and decertify well, I, this election?
7: I, uh, I, su- I su- suggested everybody in the States where they're doing it, and even in the States where not, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm here in uh, Chicago area, and I was, um, at the weekend, at an event where uh, they were collecting signatures to demand an audit here in uh, in Illinois, uh, which is theoretically blue, but that's just the publicity on it. I don't know that it's even true. Uh, so that kind of thing, where uh, people uh, uh, slam the uh, state legislators with their um, with their with their beliefs and their thoughts, those are the people that have to be convinced to take action uh, in terms of uh, getting to the bottom of uh, of this activity, of this. Um, mm-hmm election that was uh, clearly um, clearly improper at best uh, right. but you know uh, and, uh, and the funny thing is maybe we'll talk uh, we'll talk again someday and we'll explain why this whole problem uh, devolves on the shoulders of chief justice roberts um, mm-hmm. but um but that's those are the those are the people who have to take action um uh, and there was uh, uh at the um, uh really shortly after the election i did a um, I did a, a post on my website uh, shistokers.com about the 10 people that really had the opportunity to do something about that and that was the speaker of the house and the president of the senate when it came to arizona michigan wisconsin uh georgia pennsylvania um, and so um, so those are the people that uh, need to be uh, need to be moved to move to action uh once they move to action uh, then that, then the, then the next step comes and then we're in absolutely unprecedented territory but we're not in un- unprecedented territory when you apply the laws exist and that's another 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 element of uh republic that i missed and that's the last element is that the republic is governed by what they call the rule of law and the rule of law means uh the fact that there's law in place in advance of a controversy and an impartial magistrate uh rules on the controversy based upon the law that was in existence when the controversy happened and so that was another element of republic that was lost when the uh when the pennsylvania um, supreme court basically said no we don't care how these law what these laws are and uh, we're going to change them today and uh, we're going to use this pandemic as an exception and of course there are no pandemic exceptions
1: All right, guys, that was a pretty good interview right there. If you ask me, I think he definitely cleared up a lot of things um, that people might have been wondering about just based on some of the scare that we had. Thanks to Karen Fan having that pretty strong poker face. (laughs) And indeed it was Uh, a bit of a long interview. But again, are constitutional lawyers ever short on their speeches? No. No. But you know what? That's all good with me. Um, I don't care what Timo meant. Welcome back, Timo. It's been a while since we've seen you here. Thanks for bringing up my numbers over at the C-Report. Going to bring me up to the top of the list over in the politics category. I do appreciate you, sir. I do appreciate you. Oh, and thanks for following me. Thanks for following me. Third party, she said, he said. He says, whiners who can't even bring it on... Or to the court. Like, Timo Mitt knows what he's talking about. Timo Mitt, just erase your... Don't subscribe to me, sir. Unless you want to know when you should be trolling me, that's fine. But, I mean, I urge you, sir. You know I don't pay attention to chat much over in Twitch. So why are you going to be subscribing to me? It's a fake subscription. Anyways. (laughs) Okay, guys. Enough about Timo Mitt. Where are we at now? Okay, so, all right. So, anyways, I would just urge you guys to take a little bit of hope in uh, some of the words that were said here today, because after all, it's not over until it's over, regardless of what Timo says, right? Um, it's still happening. It's still going on. We're still in the fight. Uh, it's it, it boils down to the Constitution, and Timo doesn't know anything about the Constitution, so we'll forgive him for today, right? Uh But, you know, I was pretty happy to see all this uh, going down. I was pretty happy that this was the case in any event. You know, it takes a little bit of digging just to know for sure exactly what's up. But something is most definitely up. So, uh, Will, I mean, we ain't over. It ain't over yet. It ain't over yet, as they say in Taibo. So. All right, let's see what else we got going on in here before we close up today's uh, C-Report. We have a couple of more stories for you guys. This one has to do with the state of Wisconsin. Now, some of you guys may have known we've been talking about the state of Wisconsin in regards to these election audits. Now, supposedly they've been doing election audits from day one in Wisconsin, you know, and last time we talked about it, I was informing you guys about how the Speaker of the House, his name is Robin Voss, how he has in fact uh, had what... Uh, he employed, he hired three retired police investigators to do a forensic audit in the state of Wisconsin. Like that was really going to happen. And then the word on the street was that these investigators are actually going to be investigating the ties of non-government organizational money. You know, like, you know, we're talking about like, uh, um, uh, you know 501c3s non-profit organizations like zuckerbucks you know through his uh, center for tech and civic living funneling money into that but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case right now uh, what it seems like is that uh, two of these three retired officers have resigned so the question is why did they resign well we don't know why they resigned I'm not telling you that I'm just letting you know that Speaker of the House Voss, uh, I think I have his picture here. Oh, there's the loser, Speaker of the House Voss. He three of the three of the investigators have actually resigned, and they will no longer be participating in this investigation. Okay, now my theories on the investigation from the jump were this that. They were going to be looking into non-government organizational money being funneled into the Wisconsin Five, Racine, Kenosha, Madison, Milwaukee, and Green Bay, right? But as it turns out, they've resigned. Now, the only reason why I would surmise that these two of three officers resigned was because they probably got paid off. They're probably like, you ain't going to go up against big tech. You're not going to, you're not going to go bust Zuckerbucks in the bum with your investigations. That's what I would have guessed. That's that's my primary guess. Of course, that is speculation, so we're not going to dwell on that. Um, but what we will say is, uh, what we do know is that for the longest time, it seems that Speaker Voss has been playing this game where he says, oh, well, we're going to do an audit, but no, then nothing happens. And then, oh, we're going to do an audit, but then no, nothing happens. And then, in fact, he calls on these audits And they're just basically like, they're genuine frauds, guys. They're kind of like, they're kind of like what happened at Wyndham, New Hampshire. Like, they're frauds. Like, they're not legitimate audits. Like, if you look at the timeline of audits that have happened in Wisconsin, we'll break it down for you right here. In November, a couple of days after the election, the Republican House Speaker, again, this Robin Voss... He ordered a committee to look into fraudulent votes in the election a few days prior, but nothing happened. It was a fraud it. Nothing happened. In December, once again, Speaker Voss set up a public hearing to discuss the results of the 2020 election in Wisconsin. There were tens of thousands of ballots. We're talking 140,000 ballots dropped for Biden in the morning of November 4th, and there was no legitimate explanation for this, but the state went ahead and certified this election. Now, this hearing that he'd called for from, again, nothing happened as a result of the state-certified election for Biden, and these unexplained votes were included. Again, Biden won the state by 20,000 votes. We're already at two separate instances where this Speaker boss is called for a hearing and nothing's coming. I mean, is this man impotent? It seems like this man is impotent. Apparently he's gotten the jab because apparently these vaccines make you impotent. So he's very impotent, lame duck Speaker of the Republic. All of the Republicans in Wisconsin and Michigan seem to be pretty corrupt, if you ask me. Seems like the rhinos like to gather up north In the uh, state, uh, the the, uh, country of uh, our United States, why are all the rhinos herding in the North? That's what I want to know. Well, they're everywhere, ladies and gentlemen, but they're pretty blatant and obvious when we're talking about the Midwest Northern states there. Okay, so then what else happens? In March, the Wisconsin Assembly ordered an audit of the result in Wisconsin, and that was also to be performed by state auditors But of course, state auditors will never catch the fraud because if they're certified, they don't dig deep, they don't look at the ballots, they just recount ballots and they just uh, basically turn the machines off and on. And if they work, then the state is certified and the audit found no fraud. And uh, that's not to mention that they're grossly underqualified, right? These people certify machines. They don't certify audits or elections. Finally, Speaker Voss, the man on the screen there, hired three election, uh, three uh, investigators, retired cops. And like I said, two of them have now resigned. Two of them have now resigned. Okay. He even announced that he was going to have, he was going to hire a former Supreme Court justice for the state of Wisconsin to oversee the bogus work created to date in the state. But that ain't even happened, ladies and gentlemen. So everyone's kind of wondering why Speaker Voss seems to have all of this clout and he's not doing anything with it. He's literally doing nothing. Well, this uh, little tidbit came out in an article that was found in 2016. It, 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 could be, it could be an explanation for the why Speaker Voss is impotent in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, he was probably very potent when he was hanging out with his friends, Reince Priebus, and uh, some dude that was the sheet chief of staff for Paul Ryan. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. This man on your screen, the Republican Speaker of the House, uh, uh, Robin Voss, is a rhino. Could we have guessed otherwise? Probably not. We probably knew this spot on. He is a Republican in name only, straight out shooting from the corral. He went to college and was roommates with Rince Priebus. Do you guys remember who Rince Priebus was? Rince Priebus was the chief of staff for President Trump's campaign. And uh, what did he do? He uh, infected the Trump campaign and the Trump White House with dozens of never Trumpers. And he also leaked like a sieve to the media about what was going on. He leaked and leaked and leaked. People were calling him out on how bad he was leaking. They're like, hey, guy, you're leaking. So Rince Priebus was a best buddy with this dude, Robin Voss. In case you didn't know, the Speaker of the House used to belong to a group called the Whitewater Mafia. The Whitewater Mafia, this guy, the speaker from the House that does not seem to get it up for an election audit in the state of Wisconsin, was part of the Whitewater Mafia, which consisted of Rince Priebus and some dude named Andy Speth that went on to be Paul Ryan's, uh, Paul Ryan's uh, chief of staff. We all remember blue-eyed Paul Ryan, right? The guy who uh, was a never-Trumper in Republican, conservative, MAGA, America First Clothing. Yeah, we don't like any of those guys here at the C Report. I'm sure you guys don't like them either. But I thought I'd just share that with you guys, considering the fact that this dummy, well, now we know why he's not acting. Now we know why. He's part of the Blue Eye Club, the Whitewater Mafia, you know, when a uh, when, uh, uh, white-collar... Uh, I don't know, I ha- I don't want to use the word, um, <laughs> I don't want to use the word, uh, what's that word, when people are like, oh, I deserve this, oh, I deserve that, why can't I use my adjectives today, I don't know what's up with that, um, yeah, elitist, I guess that would be another way of saying it, but anyway, so that's why nothing's going on in Wisconsin, in case you were wondering, because this this loser used to suckle up to Rince Priebus and others. I mean, he's basically a never-Trumper. He's a silent never-Trumper. And that's why nothing's happening in the Republican uh, the Republican um, Party over in Wisconsin. If you're in Wisconsin, our prayers go out to you. And I hope that you guys can set your uh, domicile, your dwelling straight, because you're dealing with some pretty sticky individuals up there in the Midwest. What is up with the Midwest, ladies and gentlemen? Let's take it back down south a little bit. We're gonna go to Oklahoma. Erklaherma. Oklahoma is now calling for forensic audit in their state. All right, let's line them up and uh, bat them down, ladies and gentlemen. Oklahoma's calling for a forensic audit for three counties in their state. Now this is uh, State Representative Sean Roberts he is requesting a forensic audit in three counties in Oklahoma. Oklahoma State Representative Sean Roberts of Hominy, Oklahoma, announced on Tuesday that he is going to request the state election board se- secretary call for a forensic audit and, uh, and an independent one at that. So that's some good news to look forward to. Uh, indeed, we want to we're, we're starting to see it more and more now, ladies and gentlemen, where it's not going to be just the five most contested states in the union that had the most dirtiest of election frauds performed on them. We're going to see it in every state. Every state in the union will be audited. And then only shall we prove that this election fraud occurred? Well, hopefully it doesn't take all 50 of them. But if it does, so be it. Just make sure it's done before 2022. (laughs) But anyways, uh, so uh, this, this, uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, This gentleman, Sean Roberts, in a letter to the election board secretary said, every citizen deserves to have faith in the integrity of the election process and its outcome. It is my responsibility as an elected public servant to assure my constituents that Oklahoma's elections are safe and secure So uh, he's looking to do something similar to the state of Pennsylvania, uh, but we'll see where that goes. But nonetheless, nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, that is a pretty good announcement. Uh, By all means, we are looking forward to see more of these audits move forward as we get a little bit uh, as we move along a little bit more. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and the last bit of news I have for you today, da, 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 da. I just love it when we have a quick turnaround, ladies and gentlemen, because we just talked about Larry Elder yesterday and how he was going to sue the state of California for doing what they done did and not allowing him to be on the ballot, preliminarily speaking, for the 2021 recall election of Gra- Gavin Newsom. Well, as it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, Larry Elder, he won. What? I mean, have I ever seen a court hearing go this quick? Okay. (laughs) So it has been ruled. Good job, California. Good job, California. But it has been ruled that uh, Larry Elder will appear on the official ballot for the state of California in the recall election of Gavin Grusom Newsom. Um, um uh, melanoma wart to Nancy Hoods Pelosi. Now, in a ruling, Judge Lori Earl agreed with uh, the latter point. She said, preliminarily, I am not convinced that election code section 8902 applies to recall elections, and if it did, I am of the opinion I am inclined to find that Mr. Elder substantially complied. Now this is after lawyers for all parties had a change to pre- chance to present their case in the manner uh, uh, in which Earl uh, uh, Earl in which uh, uh, Larry Elder would appear on the ballot. Earl made her final ruling, stating, "I don't find that the recall election is a direct primary election ballot. By reaching that finding, I don't find that Mr. Elder was required to file a tax return at all." <laughs> I would grant the petition and issue a peremptory and writ of mandate directing the respondent and all persons under her control to file Mr. Elder's nomination documentation, qualifying him as a candidate, and place his name and ballot designation on the ballot. And any sample ballot and voter pamphlet for a candidate for governor of the state of California in the September 14th recall session. She also required the Secretary of State to include Elder's statement of qualification to be included in the voter pamphlet. She ruled that while she did not need to order Weber, that's the Secretary of Snakes over there in California. To review Elder's tax returns, the Secretary of Snakes could give him the opportunity to file supplemental tax returns if necessary. And Deplora Laura is celebrating over there, as I'm sure Just V is over in the state of California. Good job, you guys, because Larry Elder, who's, he's probably got the best chance of beating Gavin Grusome Newsome. I mean, the only reason why someone like Bruce Jenner, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner would win in California is because all the gays would turn out for him also and the transgenders and anyone else and all the elderly transgendered people in California who've had their misgendering uh, uh, ammunition taken away from them. Sorry, guys. We don't hate you. But at the same time, the Constitution and the First, uh, First Amendment and science and uh, logic, that's something else from what you guys understand. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So I think that was a uh, pretty good way to end the C-Report today. That's some good news. We have some more election audits happening in Oklahoma. We have Larry Elder on the ballot for the uh, recall of Gavin Gruesome Newsome. Could we ask for much more in a night like tonight, ladies and gentlemen? Perhaps we could. Perhaps we could release the lotto. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, the lotto has been released. It is there for your scratching funness. But anyways, y'all, thanks for hanging out tonight at the Sea Report. I hope you guys had a great time just like I did It's always fun. You never know where these headlines are going to take us throughout the day. They could take us here. They could take us there. They could take us really quite anywhere. But uh, as long as I'm hanging with you guys, I can always, always, always look forward to a good time. Now, don't forget, if you have a chance, head on over to where are we at? TheSeaReport.com, where I'm going to be posting all my backlogged articles. And I got some new articles coming quite soon for you guys. And, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, the C report runs off of wordpress.com. Now WordPress is the server host. So, um, if you, if you'd like, you're able to RSS feed it, you're able to subscribe to it or follow it, I guess is what they would call it. Uh, and then that way they will drop, uh, any of my articles over into your, They'll drop any of my articles over into your email. And then that way you don't even have to go back to the website. But if you want to see what I got to say, uh, it'll be there for you. And then also, if you get a chance, make sure you pop on over to anchor.fm slash the C report or just search for the C report on any of your favorite podcast platforms um, and then subscribe or follow there. Um, When you do that, every time my ad plays, I get a little bit of revenue. But hey, a little goes a long way um especially when we're in those uh those uh those tight times cuz i would rather you guys take care of yourself and your family before you donate uh to the sea report but if you do appreciate the work that i do here at the sea report then by all means gold pills or you know get a hold of me at my cash app it's there on the screen for you guys i really got to get a hold of the um uh of the pills crew and have them change my address there at Pilled and also at uh, the Foxhole app. Although that address that is there at Pilled and at the Foxhole app, it does still tie to my personal account. So you wouldn't have to worry about it going somewhere else. It would still, uh, it would still go to fund the C report and everything that we're doing here. Every little bit helps. And so I most definitely thank you all for being a part of that and for donating for tonight. We had just the, uh, joy for trump ohio kimmy ohio kimmy dragon energy 45 one two three skg ohio kimmy and one two three skg uh donating gold pills tonight so again i thank you all very much for your donations and i thank you all oh Tam Grell, thank you for the can that came in i think just now what does it say your photo did i show a picture of you Tam Grell? <laughs> My bad. No, nope. You'll have to explain that to me a little bit later, but anyways. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate y'all being there with me today as always. Now let me make sure I get to scratch my gold pill before I sign out for the night. I mean, my scratch off. Oh, look at that. I won a gold pill. How did it know before I even claimed it? That's what I want to know. Hold okay. All right. I only get one for today. All right, y'all, y'all have a great evening. We'll see you all next time. Deplore Laura and also uh, Doreen Merck over in Twitch. Thanks for hanging out and holding the lights up. We'll see you next time. And until then, you guys have a great night. God bless and God bless America.